And now, it's time to grab a cup of coffee, sit back in your Lazy Boy, and take a trip into the great outdoors. Get ready for your up-to-the-minute fishing report from every piece of water on the First Coast. Here's the three guys with salt water in their veins and big fish in their dreams. Sports Radio 930. Good morning, Northeast Florida. Good morning, Captain Roger Walker. Good morning. Welcome back. Yep, welcome back. Yeah, no, nah, not quite. Good morning, Captain George T. Strait. Good morning, my friend. How are we doing today? Doing excellent. How about yourself? Good. Well, we're glad to have you. I promise you. Well, when you get your mic turned on, we'll, we'll say good morning again. Oh, okay. Yep, yep. I'm not sure we've got that mic. I can't well, hear my headphones it, anyway. Yeah, it'll be on. How was Louisiana? Louisiana was great. The weather, as usual, is kind of bumpy, lumpy, slumpy, ugly. You know, just it gets nasty over there. I don't it know gets what nasty it nasty over here. Okay. This yeah, just it, in. it does. But it seems like every time you go over there, the weather, you know, oh, it's going to be good for the next three days, and you go, and it's like, yeah, you get one out of it. You know, yeah, that yeah. kind of deal. Well, that's what that's what I went through recently. We went out there. We yeah, got one same day out same of kind of deal. Same yeah. kind of deal. And in the summertime, when you go over there. I, I don't care what day it is. You better watch out for thunderstorms because oh, yeah. they, they yeah. like the Mississippi River for some reason. You yep. know, anywhere yep. close to there, they just boosh. There they are. They like South Florida. They like the Bahamas. Yep. It does, no, I, you know, I've, I've looked at all of that. I've, you've fished all those places. I've fished all those places. It seems like there are thunderstorms. Sure, there's afternoon thunderstorms. But it seems like for some reason there's more of them over there around that Mississippi Delta. It just, I mean, they pop up, and, and every afternoon, you just start looking at it next summer. Every afternoon at the at the uh, the, the east and the south inlets of, of the Mississippi River, just start looking at it, and you'll see about 2 o'clock in the afternoon, boosh, there they are. Mm-hmm. And you go, man, come on, how do these guys go out and fish without that? I mean, you, you go early and you come in early, I guess. Well, we, we uh, that's a lot of it, Roger. We got we stayed what uh, what we call and and I know we've all experienced this. Yeah. How was the weather? Well, we stayed one fish too long. You know. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Been there a lot. That, yeah. That's, that's kind of what we did when we were out on the rigs. But yeah, it's hard to leave them when they're biting. Oh man. I mean, you know, and and we were over there and we fished uh, the rigs the the central. I don't y'all didn't get offshore, did you? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, we fished, um, and God, I don't know which ones they were, but but was we it, fished was half it a half dozen rigs. Was it a few big ones and a lot of little ones? Yeah. Okay, that's central. Yeah. Uh, it's not that far out and everything, right, and, right. and uh, man, I'm gonna tell you, it, 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 there was fish there, but it wasn't any major bite. It was just picking, mm-hmm. but it was steady picking. You know, it was pretty good. Roger, I, I can't help it. I think they're fishing those fish too hard. I, I just what's do. too hard. I mean, I, I mean, we had there was four of us on the boat. We had forty sheephead. Well, now that's different. That's fine. Now the cooler. Oh, what's wrong with that? The coolers, nothing. But the coolers that you sent me were pretty well topped off. That was well, yeah, they were close, but that was, but they were all big fish. Well, I understand that. That yeah. was the that was the big thing. They were nice fish. I mean, we had a uh, shoot out of the forty, probably thirty five were over five pounds. Mm-hmm. So they, that's why the coolers were topped off. That, I mean, that's a real good average. No, there's no doubt. But but now, how many rigs did you go to that didn't have fish on? Uh, we caught fish on every spot we went to, but some of them we only caught one or two. Huh. You know, and we you'd sit there 15, 20 minutes, and you pull one or two, and you go, well, let's move. So we'd move. See, now it's funny because we had none of that when we were there just a few weeks previous. We went catfish, catfish, the next rig, catfish, the next rig, mm-hmm. boom. 
reel up a sheephead and ten come to the top of the water with him mm-hmm. and and catch all you want and you know and I mean it was just going rig to rig to rig until you found the one that was hot and uh, and that had it but but uh, I just you know I just can't help it 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 just seems to me like they they seem to feel like their fishery will never end and I know they have a tremendous estuary system I, I understand well, every they bit do. of that they do but but if you've got 20 or 30 guides going out of there in, in trout season. And, George, they don't come in without 100 trout. I mean, if they've got a four-man charter, they're not coming in without 100 trout. You, you can't convince me it doesn't have an effect on Well, the on trout, it, it definitely is having an effect on but And and it's a long-term thing that's been building for years. Right. Well, it's what happened here, and we just ignored it. Yeah, well, I mean, at least they recognize it over there. You know, I, I've told the story plenty of times. I anchored at the Pogi Pilings, caught 132 sheep's head, and it made Daddy mad, so we went back the next day to catch 133. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just doggone it. I, you know, a, a little preemptive care of their fishery over there would go a long way to preserving it for a long time, I think. Well, we'll see what they do. I mean, that's that's uh, up to them. Yeah, yeah. yeah it truly is. But it's a great fishery over there. There's no doubt. We – we um, a couple of the days we couldn't get out, so we went to the dam down there, and, and as they call it Mister Go, <clears throat> and uh, we went in there and caught big reds, you know, thirty inches, thirty two inches, mm-hmm. big drum, that kind of stuff. Not nothing on fire, just picking, you know, but still fishing and fun. You know, I was down in uh, South Florida this week. My my partner on the uh, on the television show, uh, Captain George Labonte, mm-hmm. was putting out the. The first goggle eye of the morning <clears throat> yeah. um, last week, and big swirl. I wasn't on the boat. This is when he was running his boat. Uh, big swirl, fish takes off. Fish takes off. Mm-hmm. Fish. He's, he's thinking pretty soon, oh, we got a wahoo. You know, this this fish is cooking. Tuna. You know, and uh, an hour, no, 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 not an hour. Three hours and 20 minutes later, <laughs> he ties a rig. I don't really care for it I, I but but he loves it he will fish a 40 pound mono leader right and he will all bright that mm-hmm. to a piece of number four wire mm-hmm. and and it'll be a very short <clears throat> piece of number four wire mm-hmm. and of course a single hook and that's the rig he was fishing he said uh, three hours later this tuna is swimming across the top of the water with the big high yep. allison oh yeah uh fin you know out and he said, he said the fish had circled the boat twice, and he said, but he wasn't, he wasn't tight yet. And he said he had circled the the, uh, the boat twice, and the snell chafed in two. Mm-hmm. You know where he had it snelled to the wire, mm-hmm. but uh, and they lost it. But that, and you know, it's it's cool to be able to fish five miles off the beach where that can happen. <laughs> oh yeah, it is nice. You know, no and, doubt. And, and they, you know, they catch. They catch a blue marlin or two every year between him and his couple of buddies, and mm-hmm. same kind of deal. It's always within just a few miles of the beach. So, but the downside is there's just there's just so much pressure on the fish down there with with boats everywhere. Well, that's why he's he's going light and you he's know. he's getting the bites and then worry about the fight. Yeah, yeah. But man, they fish different. I mm-hmm. mean, it's it's completely different. George, they they go up to a rip or a weed line, they take the boat out of gear and they sit there. <laughs> I mean that's it. I mean it dry. I can't do it. I mean I've I've got to I've got to have a hook through the nose of my baits, and I have to be covering some but, territory. I mean, what did we do for years? We we turn the boat off, turn it sideways, and and drift and drift. Yeah, yeah. but and but, it worked out pretty good. Those party boats down in. Hold, uh, hold on a minute. 
What? We don't do that anymore, right? No. Okay, just wondered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, George, what? There was a party boat down there in, in uh, South Florida that uh, <laughs> ran a four-hour trip, and he'd run down the beach, turn the boat sideways, yeah. put everybody on one side of the boat, and they drifted. Oh, yeah. Up. Yeah, they used to do that. <clears throat> and when he got to the end, it was time to come home. He saved gas trying to blow him back. George Strait, yeah. you would go absolutely <clears throat> insane in South Florida. You could not do what those guys do. Yeah. You know, you know, after the years that you worked <clears throat> as hard as you did and as far as you ran and as hard as you pounded and as personally as you took it, for so many years running both the Miss Mayport and the Mayport Princess, going all the way back to the Whackamaw days, you could not exist down there. I mean, those guys, they tie up that party boat every day where uh, when we come in and it's either a one, it's either a, a, we make bets on whether it's a single bucket or a double bucket day. The catch comes off of those boats in five gallon buckets. <laughs> and most days it's one and some days it's two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you just you you could not do it. It is so well, far they, removed. And, and the whole from reason fishing. they can do that and they do do that is because oh, it's tourist. And here you have to rely on repeat customers. You know, that that's why I say that 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 the generation before us, for the most part, was better fishermen. If you looked at Tommy Jamison and Jimmy oh, yeah. Gavin and those guys, they were constantly refining and perfecting and lying to each other and trying <laughs> secret baits. And, you know, uh, Roger, they they pulled big bunkers, pogies, on mm-hmm. their wire lines, mm-hmm. and they kept it from everybody, you know, to fire the jacks up. Sure. They rigged ladyfish. They pulled Spanish. They did all this stuff to try and catch more fish. Down there, they put the lines out, look at their watch, and say, all right, whew, three and a half hours till we get to go home. Oh, you yeah. know, I talked to a friend of mine that took a charter out of, <laughs> I guess it was Lauderdale or somewhere. Right. And they went out and put out a strip, <clears throat> uh, a, a spread of strips in Ballyhoo. Mm-hmm. Never caught a fish, never checked them. All four of them were cut off when they brought them in. Oh, wow. You know, I mean, it, and, and it's just such a different, it's, it's such a different business. Mm-hmm. You know, our guys up here. And, they and, probably only had four baits. And you know, but yeah. <laughs> that's all we need today is for. But but you look at how hard you and I worked back when, even when we were doing it, you know, with oh yeah, live baiting and 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 perfecting it and trying to trying to stay close enough to a spot to catch mackerels and and not get mm-hmm. too close to where the jacks beat our customers up too bad. And it was just a different time. You oh, know? it was, it and, was. There were and there was plenty of jacks and, and guys uh, come up to me every now and then and they go, man, you guys. You never found those kingfish offshore? Yeah, we knew they were there. We we just there were too many jacks. We, we just yeah. knew that there was ten times as j- many jacks. So. Well, when I talk with uh, Tim Altman, mm-hmm. and uh, I did an article on Tim in the uh, Florida Sportsman recently, mm-hmm. and and he made a great point. He said he said we don't we don't pull all these high speed lures so we'll catch more fish. He said we pull all these high speed lures so we'll catch fewer fish, but we'll catch the right fish. Yeah, you yeah. know if if you and I pulled ballyhoo. The way we learned to troll, mm-hmm. where these guys high speed trolled, we'd be out of bait and exhausted by twelve o'clock. Oh yeah, works for me. But but the problem, the problem is it'd be twenty one <laughs> bonita, nine amberjack, twelve barracudas. You know, two mackerels. You know, I mean, well, it's just. I it's, mean, it's fish. It's fun. Oh, I I don't disagree. But if you're gonna, t- they, these guys have proven to me that if you are going to target giant wahoo. It's mm-hmm. not. It's not the way to do it. 
high, oh, no, I, high I agree. I mean, everybody is, knows that. I mean, they, we all know that. I just, I just don't care to do it. I don't care to do it either. Craig Sutton is good a blue water fisherman yeah, as you and I know, right? Absolutely, yeah. Very good. Yes. Caught a 65 uh, the other day. Mm-hmm. It's as big a wahoo as he's ever caught trolling off here. Really? Yep. I, my biggest fish here is out of here. Or out of here. You know, because he, he's a ballyhoo fisherman. He's, yeah. You know, he fishes like mm-hmm. we fish. You catch a lot of fish. You don't catch a lot of ninety-pound wahoo like these yeah. like these high-speed guys do. No. All right, we gotta get out of here for a break. We're gonna get the show started when we get back. Give us a call at four four eight zero nine thirty. You are listening to the General RV Hour of Florida Sportsman Magazine Live. We'll be right back after this. Now back to Florida Sportsman Magazine Live, right here on Sports Radio nine thirty and Sports Radio nine thirty You know, Roger. I, I, you know, I look in the mirror and that, yeah, there is a guy there, and yeah, I think his name is Roger. Yeah. You never, you never underestimate an old guy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to go so, there, do you? So there's this banker, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and he's got a friend who's a farmer in, in oh, town, God. right? Here we go. Has <laughs> a farmer got a daughter? And no, farmer. Oh, well, I'm interested but, in the joke if she's got but, a daughter. But the, but the farmer banker runs into the farmer, yeah. who is 88 years old, and he sure. said, "How's it going?" And he said, "Well." Little good, little bad. Mm-hmm. He said, "Yeah, what?" He said, "Well, my wife died." Oh no! He said, "Yeah, we were married fifty years." Mm. Oh my gosh, what could the good be? He said, well, I met a girl at the bar. He says, "We're madly in love. She's twenty-four. We're gonna get married." <laughs> and the banker, of course, goes, "Oh boy, this isn't gonna go well." So he says, "Tell you what, I think you ought to do. Then I think you ought to hire a good, strong ranch hand." help you on the farm because you know you're gonna need a lot of energy to keep up with a 24 year old wife and he said yeah yeah i think you're right so they bump into each other six months later and and uh, he says he said hey man how's it going he says well a little good a little bad and he says really what's the good news he says well we're expecting our first baby in june he said man that's fantastic he said that's fantastic he said did you hire that ranch hand how that working out and he said yeah that's a bad She's pregnant too. <laughs> Never underestimate an old guy, Roger. I'm telling you. Oh man. I'm telling you. George. Uh, yes, sir. Have you made any efforts to keep up with with what I have to hear about constantly? Yeah, yes, I have. I ha- I have definitely made some effort. In fact, I tried to go yesterday, but that wind was blowing so hard down there on the beach. Shoo! It was terrible. It was cranking yesterday, wasn't it? <clears throat> but I've I've been trying. I've been catching them. In fact, uh, Matt and I went, and we had uh, 13 really nice whiting, you know, not huge. Mm-hmm. And, and A huge? Did he use the uh, word huge? Not yeah. 31 ounces. No. Yeah. And uh, okay. we came back to the house, and he made uh, whiting tacos. No, that ain't bad. I've never had that before. Yep, that and ain't they, bad. They were Yeah, awesome. and, and you know, I had never really even thought about that, but golly, they're perfect for that. Sure perfect, they are. Perfect for yeah. it. Yeah. And, and uh, they, they were just fantastic. When you catch them right out of the water, like oh, yes. you bring them home and you cook them right there, yes. just, it, there's, there's no comparison. Oh, there. good gracious. <laughs> Barry Vickers, for so many years, considered a successful day on the Dos Amigos if we could stop at lunch and do a trigger fish or do, oh, you yeah. know, do, eat, eat it right there, do yeah. something that had, that had just happened. I'm not supposed to admit to that. Uh, admit to what? Well, what, what, what? What fictitiously could have happened if I had thought about Possibly. it, but I, but I never did. Possibly, yeah. you always dreamed of it. Yep, yes. right. I always yeah. dreamed of doing that. Yeah, but, right, um, right. Yeah, I, I think um, with our with our current gosh, it's hard for me to believe. It really looks like our red snapper season this year, George, will be the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday 
of the second and third week of July. Second and third week of July. I think right. we ought to boycott it. I, you know. Well, you're not going to get that done. I mean, uh, yeah. that's a that's a noble idea that guys oh, no, are not going to I think I'm this. going to boycott Well, you can. That's I mean, fine. why go out there to catch one red snapper apiece and get and get hounded all day by the FWC? I think you should. I I think you should boycott it. I am. I, I think I am. I do. I yep. think I'm going to. I, and I'm and I don't. I don't believe a word. I, really you're, I don't believe a word you're saying. So <laughs> you give me the number at Jurassic Park, and I'll run by there and check and make sure you're not. Yeah, there right. Because you're boycotting <laughs> it, huh? What's wrong with that? You, you don't no. have the number to that? No, I don't. No. Oh. No, he doesn't. Darn. That's a shame, isn't it? That's a shame. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good place to fish. It is. Is it really? Yeah. Really? Really? Yeah. You know what? I think I do have the number. Give it to me, and I'll <laughs> yeah, confirm yeah, it. Yeah, right. I'll, right. Make sh- I'll make sure I've got it. I, it's, left, it's, I left it in my other suit. Let me yeah, 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 I know you did. It's BR5497. George, listen. When you had – how many spots did you have when you were running the Princess that you could not be seen on, that you would never go to on a weekend, that you, you know, if, if, that you would only go to if there was not another boat on the horizon? Quite a few. Did you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, did it not just drive you crazy that every little boat in the ocean felt like they had to come anchor next to you? It, it used to really bother me, and then I realized there was nothing I could do about it, mm-hmm. and, and then it didn't bother me anymore. Wait, he, he actually started selling Pepsis out of the, uh, the concession <laughs> right. stand. Yeah, you could have done that. Hey, we yeah. got hot dogs and Cokes over here, Buzz. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, well, nowadays, they've got the radar that, that – uh, you. Be four miles away from a boat, run the pinger out on it, and hit it. It'll give you the GPS. It'll give you the GPS herring. Right, right, there, right. Right, they are. So I mean, it's just it's ridiculous. So yeah. I just I just fished. If I I wanted to catch the fish for my people, and that, that's what. Oh I yeah, did. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you you know you could and and we had Captain Raymond Singleton comes to mind, who oh, was wow. a horrible old grump. You know, <laughs> and you know if you did something like that to him, but in reality, you're right. You can't control it, so no. you might just as well roll with it. it that's, that's well, amazing. nowadays, back in the old days, oh man, somebody you, might pull a gun out. Oh yeah, you, you, you never let. I got threatened one time. Yeah, Jackie Brewer threatened. Jackie yeah, Brewer, yeah, yeah. yeah, he was a crotchety old thing. <laughs> he was. He, he's a man. I'm get ready to fire a load over somebody. I said, "Good, there'll be two coming back." That's what I told him. Incoming. I didn't yeah. have a gun either. That was a good bluff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't think that ever happened around here. I, I, well, you it, know, was, we, it was really different back then too, because mm-hmm. there wasn't GPS. There wasn't like, the right re- recorders were a lot different. Though. They don't have the side scan on them. And the, oh they yeah, were, they were a paper machine with a stylus that that burned a mark on the paper. Yep. But people didn't realize back then that with four lines or five lines or six lines. The dumbest thing you can do is go anchor next to a party boat. Oh yeah, I mean you've seen it. I've seen it. You'll be fishing. <laughs> Wait, well, yeah, hold it. That goes two ways, doesn't it? No, <laughs> no. Why? The dumbest thing you, a party boat can do is come anchor at you. No. <clears throat> yeah, I know because he stole my fish. No, well, <laughs> I, I know that. But but Roger, if you if you in this case you and Greg are sitting there catching fish, yeah, and George comes and anchors. <clears throat> 50 yeah. feet from you, which I think would be an outstanding idea. I mean, he about dropped the hook I, in my boat. Good. I didn't know we, had, we held the boat up. We didn't anchor. Is that what you did? Yeah, we were holding the boat up. I was wondering Good. what he was but, doing there. But he's but he's going to suck every fish out from underneath your boat. Oh, he did. <laughs> no, I know. He did. It, it took him about five minutes, but they all left. 
<laughs> and you can see them all coming over I'll, the side of his boat. I'll give it. I'll give it to <clears throat> to Danny Ruby. He and I were sitting at oh god, <clears throat> one of the wrecks on BR. Yeah. And here came Dave Tuttle, and we were we were doing really well. We had caught a nice grouper. We're picking chickens really well. And yeah. A handful of real big beeliners. Right. And here came Dave Tuttle, and he anchored. You know, and our bite ended as wow. soon as his lines all got on the bottom. And and Danny said, "Well, you know what? He's making a living. We're having a good time. So we picked up the anchor and went somewhere else. So, yeah. I mean, that's the attitude you should have about it. But but people that think that it's a good idea to go anchor next to a party boat are shooting themselves in the foot because even mm-hmm. if the fish are there, you stand almost no well, chance mo- of catching them. Most of the them. time, when they're coming by, all they're doing is pinging the number. That's that's all they. No, I wasn't doing that. When I used to do that to you, I was just telling you good morning. Oh yeah, yeah, good morning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. I, I remember that." I was looking for the hot dog and the Coke. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I really was. I love no, it. No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> no, that was that was a good time. Those were good times. A lot of fun. A yeah. A lot of fun. And, and and it used to bother me when I was first started that uh, we didn't catch a ton of fish that day. And it oh, yeah. drove me nuts. Yeah. yeah. And then I finally realized as long as I knew that I did my best That's and I it. hit the places I wanted to. The fish don't bite 24-7. Yep. And and as long as I knew I did my best and I anchored right and, and it was where I, I should have caught some fish, then it finally I realized that I didn't have any control over it. You know, the, the fish bite or they don't. And yeah, it used to bother me that John Campbell caught more fish of it. Well, you know, you know what, seriously. <laughs> but he was, he's a great fisherman. You yeah. know what I got to when, when I was running the Dos Amigos uh, a few days a week, I finally got to the point, George, where I slept good after the trip if we fished good. Okay, yeah. if I felt like you know we we lines the, weren't all tangled, right, and right. If, any grass if, on them, and, if we did a good job, okay, if yeah. we caught a few fish, that's fine. Um, but it can be a good trip, it can be a bad trip. But if I felt like we were we were doing a good job, if I felt like I was where I wanted to be all day, yeah, you know, I, and, that's, and, that's and, how I felt. Yeah, and and it would it would haunt me. Oh my gosh, if a bimini failed, or you know, on a big fish, or if oh, uh, yeah. if I left fish because I thought there'd be more somewhere else, and then there weren't, and I, by the time I got back, there were twenty boats where I was. <laughs> if I made bonehead mistakes like that, that would haunt me. But you know, you know, it would haunt me. What if I wasted enough time to tie bimini? That would. Be- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's. I'm not surprised. Very, no, very that- good, Roger. Very I mean, that's, that's pretty bad. <laughs> we're, thankfully, we're going to get out of here for a break before Roger says something else stupid. We'll be back with more Florida Sportsman Magazine Live right after this. Now back to Florida Sportsman Magazine Live right here on Sports Radio 930 and SportsRadio930.com. You know, it's always fun to welcome a new sponsor, especially when it's a longstanding member of the Northeast Florida fishing community. Guy Beard long ago transformed his love of offshore fishing into the most beautiful nautical jewelry around. That's why he's going to put his gorgeous stainless steel blue water swivel bracelets on you or the lady of your choice. Guy's going to sponsor a new segment we call Know Your Limits. It's going to be simple. Instead of taking your lawyer with you every trip, we'll keep you updated on what the current limits are on the fish we fish for the most. Answer the question about what the current limits are, and you'll qualify for a once-in-a-month drawing for the most beautiful blue water swivel bracelet you've ever seen. This week's Know Your Limit question, what is the federal bag limit and size limit on Wahoo? We all occasionally encounter them if we're going to be out blue water fishing. 
Let us know what the size and bag limit is on Wahoo and Federal Waters. All right, you can check out Guy's gorgeous work at GuyBeardDesigns.com or by visiting Strike Zone. I got a compliment this week up from the TV crew on my beautiful blue water swivel bracelet. So oh, looks really okay. good. Yep. I, was, I was getting ready to say they sure weren't complimenting you on that head <laughs> full of hair. I know that. It's not nice, Roger. <laughs> what? What? Um, or, and you, and or, anyway, or the undersized dolphin he caught. And if you want to take a guess on the Wahoo, four four eight zero nine thirty, or be part of the show, four four eight zero nine thirty. Let's go to the phone and go to Tim. Tim, good morning. Good morning, Minno. How are you, my boy? I'm doing good. How about yourself, guys? Good. I wanted to apologize. I didn't mean to rush you the other day, but I had somebody waiting for me at the ramp to help me pull a boat out of the water, and I had to. I had to get over there. I really appreciate you stopping by the house. Uh, no problem. I talked to that guy, Mr. Harry, from uh, up there at the uh, Outer Banks and uh, met him and had a really good time. Uh, he, he does a blog, and uh, I'll send that stuff to you so you can check his stuff out. But I'd like to. Other than that, the, the, the trout have been on fire all week long. Oh, killer. Mm-hmm. They getting bigger? Uh, yeah, we caught a couple of 23s. Uh, you can really tell if it's a female because they're just laden with eggs this year for good. some reason. Good. They're just laden with eggs. Excellent. Good. We need them to. We need them to drop those eggs. The topwater bite has started in the early morning and has been going to about nine, maybe nine thirty. Ooh. Uh, we went the other morning at at about thirty minutes before daylight. Got our kayaks in, and uh, my buddy hooked a really large fish. We couldn't see how actually how big he was because she was shaking on top of the water. She shook the lure free, Ugh. but uh, she was easily 25, maybe 27-inch fish. Ooh. Mm-hmm. A good one. That is a good one. I'll but, never, uh, go ahead. Go, I'll never forget throwing at the White Shell Rocks one night, George. <laughs> uh, Lonnie Pitts hooked, and it was like 5.30. We had just just really started throwing uh, throwing a, a topwater, and a trout ate it, and, and literally he brought it across – the rocks a break through the rocks the fish was massive the fish wallowed for a few minutes on the right side of the rocks and then turned around and went back the other side and broke him off he put down the rod said that's it i'm, I'm, done. I'm not throwing again he said that and and he had caught a a 10 and he said this fish was bigger i don't wow. mean he caught a 10 that day but he had caught a 10 in his life which i've never done and and he was he was convinced that fish was twelve, and he never he didn't throw again the rest of the night. Wow! <laughs> one thing about uh, Mister Mister Lonnie is uh, he is definitely one of the best trout fishermen that I know. He has, he knows how the finesse lures like no one other. Yep, he was He's, good, uh, no he doubt. Was a very very good fisherman. Yep, he uh, was good. Right now we're on our way down to Robin Dam. I got my son and his two friends, and we're going to do some kayak bass fishing. Cool. Oh, there you go. Yeah. That's I love bass fishing this time of year. This is the oh, time yeah. of year I want to I want to do it. Well, yeah. we've seen a couple of pictures on Facebook, and a couple of guys that they follow really have been doing well on numbers. Uh, one guy caught one that was almost nine pounds, Ooh. and uh, all on top water and 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 small plastics. So I'm excited to go. Uh, I left the keys with my wife, so she's got to go to work as usual. a <laughs> girl. and a baby. Oh, I like that. Somebody's got, to, somebody's got to be Peter Pan. Somebody's got to make the money. That's all Somebody, somebody's got to be an adult in this relationship. Yep. <laughs> I understand. I understand. That's funny. But, uh, good, oh, stuff. That, that's good stuff. That's not what we got. Uh, the redfish are on fire in the back of Clapboard. Uh, get in the super shallows. Uh, I took my, my, my son and his two friends in the middle of the week, and we caught maybe a dozen fish, 
half of them were legal. We've seen a lot of big schools, but they're very spooky. So if you get near the schools, do a if you ride by, you can see the schools uh, come up on their wake and try to escape. Do a big, huge loop and come way ahead of them and pull to them as they're escaping up the bank. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And let them come to you, mm-hmm. and then let them literally go right by you. Wow. And uh, then you get in behind them. Uh, we did really well in kayak because you know you could follow the the fish much easier than having to fire up your trolling motor or whatever. But I would definitely suggest using a push pole. They're very, very uh, spooky. But mm-hmm. there are some nice fish in the back right now. That's Good deal. Awesome. That's awesome. Good deal. Seen any flounder yet at all? Uh, caught a couple of small flounder. I just started throwing spinnerbaits last week. Uh, really, really funny story. Uh, caught a small flounder, so uh, I was like, wow, maybe they'll get a little bit bigger. So I threw it back. Through a couple more times and caught a, almost a six-pound trout on an inline spinnerbait. I'll be darned. I don't, catch a lot of, I don't catch a lot of trout on those baits, but the ones I do are really nice. I don't catch any trout on spinnerbait. I'll bet you I could list every trout I've caught on a spinnerbait on one hand. Yep. I, I, I've, I've caught maybe maybe three or four trout on a spinnerbait. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, the, the fish, literally, I thought it was another tiny trout, another tiny flounder. And uh, the, the fish swam all the way to me to the boat. It was like, please take this out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's funny to me because you'll you'll pound redfish, you'll pound flounder. I'm a huge believer in spinnerbaits, but you don't catch trout, and I don't know why. I think it's the way the lure is is presented to the fish because you're you know you're pulling it over grasses and you're pulling it over uh, oyster bars. But the way I do it is uh, I, I I cast it. Uh, horizontally with the bank instead of straight to the bank mm-hmm. to where I can make it run down the shallow end right next to the the drop-off for a long extended period of time versus keeping the bait in, in the strike zone for just a couple of seconds. You can keep it in the strike zone for 10, maybe 15 seconds. You know, that's, on your hookup. that's an advantage of kayaks that a lot of people don't realize. One of my favorite things to do in my kayak is to, to quietly and subtly push the bow well up into the grass and then you can make a long cast and every inch of that cast is working 18 inches off the grass. That's a, that's a much better presentation than throwing to it and then throwing to it again and to it again. Don't you think? I don't totally agree. If you can keep that bait in the strike zone for a longer period of time, it gives the bass or the, or the would be predator that much longer to make the mistake and attack. Because mm-hmm. if you pull it, if you pull it through a strike zone and he's maybe looking at something else, he's not looking at your bait. Right. Or right. maybe maybe the position of the fish is not in the position of your cast. Mm-hmm. So he might see it, but he has to turn his body around 180 degrees to chase it. And by the time he's turned his body around, he's moved it out of the strike zone. Yeah. So yep. if you pull it down the bank line, it's the strike zone is much more. Uh, much longer of a strike zone than uh, than the other way. Right, your whole cast you have to get blasted instead of just the first ten feet. Yes, definitely. Uh, I would definitely suggest in the springtime using watermelon lizards in the six to eight inch range. Uh, a lot of people throw four inch lizards, but I, I think that uh, I think that if you're throwing small baits in the spring, you'll catch small fish. If you throw large baits. Then uh, your your hook ratio will go down, but your 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 fish size will go up quite a bit. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. All right, all right, Tim. We all have a great time, buddy. Absolutely. Uh, got a couple of guys to say hello out there. All right. What's up? How you doing? I got my crew a loser, so we're going to see how we can do it. All right. You guys have a great time, Timmy. Thanks. Good luck. Yeah, I'll catch yeah, we'll him. Keep see you, Tim. Uh, he'll take care of you guys. Amen to that. Thank you, Tim. Yeah. Yes, sir. When they said loser, were they talking to you, Ricky? <laughs> loser? I think he said lizard. No, loser. He said loser. I don't think so, George. Roger. George, what did he say, George? He said lizard. He right? said, Wait, we can play it back. I mean, <laughs> we got it on tape. He, he, oh, no, Lord. Roger. He said yeah. lizard. Who's yeah. up next? Loser. Oh, yeah, put the little <laughs> Oh, okay. Uh, that would be Matt. Matt sits, if this is Matt, is this Matt Matheson? Yes, sir. Okay, he sits at home every Saturday morning with his regulation book on his desk. <laughs> he does. He told me this. And he waits for your question to come, and he tries to be the first one, which you are the first one this time also, Matt. Or, no, well, last time somebody beat you. But go no, ahead. I, my call, call got dropped. But anyway, there is no size limit on Wahoo, but it's two per person. That's correct. Okay, that is that is correct. And, and incidentally, it I don't think – Wahoo's a fish that I don't think size limit would have a lot of effect on. I there you look you at know, how, now. When's the last time you caught a small wee wee wee? Oh, I've caught some babies. Yeah. In, in fact, in fact, one of the he's, one he's of the regrets, one of the regrets that <laughs> of of uh, of my illustrious blue water career, Roger, on a full size Yozuri Bonita, we caught a Wahoo that was not bigger than the plug. Really? Yes. Wow. I mean, he was ten, twelve inches long really right? yeah wow. and i was so excited i made him keep him in the water while i got the camera and he fell off <laughs> he shook his head and fell off the lure but but uh, i wanted to get a picture of him for you now he's full grown and weighs 93 pounds yep he's still looking for me yeah he is but here's here's what i believe about wahoo first off <clears> i don't <throat> think really look at look at how you spanish uh, the mackerel family to me is a lot the same Okay, you you take the you put a Spanish mackerel in your well. How long does he live? Mm, he doesn't. He doesn't live. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now I believe that kingfish with the, with the little bitty hooks that we use now, mm-hmm. I think a lot of them make it. When oh we, yeah, when I do we too. Cut them off of the boat. I absolutely believe that. You have a wahoo hit a pair of twelve odd hooks at eighteen knots. <laughs> okay, and snag him in the face. Okay. Mm-hmm. And drag him for a couple hundred yards before the hook pulls out. How high do you think his survival rate is? Well, his buddies call him Snaggletooth, but well, other I'd, than that. I don't know, okay? My point being, if we had a size limit on Wahoo, mm-hmm. I think by the time you reel him to that boat on 48 ounces of lead and a four-pound lure and two 12-odd <laughs> hooks buried through his head, I'm not sure his release mortality rate is real good. Uh, especially when his mouth's been open and he's got two right, gallons of water right. down his throat, Isn't that too. the truth? So, so to <clears> me, <throat> a size <throat> limit would be almost, almost, uh, would you know, almost maybe that's and, why these fish weigh so much because their mouth is open. They're full of water. Yeah, <laughs> could be. I mean, water <laughs> weighs eight pounds a gallon. Yep, that's they could swallow twenty gallons on the way in. Getting, well, yeah, twenty gallons now. That'd be that'd be a record there. <laughs> but anyway, Matt, of course, is correct. He is our third drawing winner for april so cole rob coxie and matt are in so far next week oh, we yeah. will take a final answer and get a drawing for april absolutely all right thank you matt good job matt. you're welcome guys all right buddy all right
but um, I, 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 those those bracelets are a lot of fun. We've uh, oh, they and, are. They're, they're and, very nice. And I'm I'm kind of on a wahoo kick here lately in terms of our management and all. But let's not kid ourselves. Uh, these guys that are releasing a whole lot of fish. I mean, I how many wahoo make it on high speed lures? I don't know. I yeah. mean, I'm not smart enough to know. If uh, if some biologists are right, it's not a factor. Wahoo are as prolific as dolphin, they say, and if they are, then then I don't think we have a lot of effect on them. But uh, I think they I think they, they probably do, they do grow grow fast. Too. They, they grow fast and they're prolific and yeah. and they're and and I think that works very much in their favor. I think we have to spend a lot of focus on growth rate on fish when we're determining their management. And oh by the way, we don't know the growth rate on red snapper because <laughs> they said it would take thirty five years for us to get big snapper again. Yeah. Here, hold my rod a minute. I yeah. got something for you. Yeah. We got to step aside for a break. When we get back, four four eight oh nine thirty more Florida Sports Magazine live right after this. Now back to Florida Sportsman Magazine Live, right here on Sports Radio 930 and SportsRadio930.com. And we are back, and we have the up-to-date, up-to-the-minute report on the Whiting Tournament. Nobody wants to hear it. <laughs> what do you Nobody mean? wants to hear it. Do you know how much it calls me to have to send you to dinner on my dollar? It's not over yet. It's not over yet. I told you, George and I are going to go to dinner together <laughs> on your dollar. And, and laugh It didn't matter. Yeah, it didn't matter who won. That's right. <laughs> we already decided that. Didn't Forrest Gump's mother say something about people like me? Yeah, stupid is a stupid does. I think that was it. Yeah, yeah that, that was it. The fix was in from the get-go. The I mean, fix was in from the get-go. It didn't matter who you won. You baited me into setting this up between the two of you. That's right. Pretty much. Hey, let's get Ricky to buy us dinner. Yeah. Okay, here's what we'll do. Yeah, here's Sound what like we'll do. Good idea to me. It oh, was I'm, a great idea. I'm I mean, so glad you're happy. Yeah. Yeah, we are. And, 50, and we're still fishing. 50 bucks. Yeah. We're still fishing. Jeez. It could change. We bought $200 worth of bait during the day. <laughs> yeah, well, that could be. Yeah, that's who really owes me is Rick Hale. <laughs> you know, the people that, he might. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's yeah. a possibility there. Yeah. Yeah. Best whiting season in how long? A, a pretty good while. Yes. I mean, it really has been a yeah. great whiting season. Now we've got the pompano starting to move in for all the surf fishermen. There are pompano on our beaches. They're thicker to the south, but they'll be here. You know, they've. They're catching a few in the river, very few, but they're catching some. And the whiting are still here, and there's still some nice ones. George, you got a chance. Oh, I know. There's still some nice ones. There's no doubt about it. Uh, But the the bad news is the bluefish are here, too. Yeah. Uh. You you know what I think would be cool? Mm. And obviously, if you win, um, and it looks, what do you mean if it looks like you're going to George and I are in um, cahoots? Yeah. If you if you win and you take George to to the fish company. Mm-hmm. Other than both of you getting Ciguatera, they're really cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, that wasn't very nice. Yeah, that wasn't nice. That wasn't nice which I would find great. I'm not, no, I'm not, I am not eating the fish that you I'm, catch the most I'm, of, Barracuda. I'm not wishing, no. I'm really not wishing for Ciguatera for both of you, but a fine case of the runs would be okay <laughs> with me. All right. But Boy. what would be, wow, what would be nice way guy. cool if, nice. if, if, if you won, if you took George, if George won, he took Matt. <laughs> that, would, that would be outstanding. That's right. I'm still going. Yeah, that would that oh, would be outstanding. Go. Yeah, that'd be all right. Me too. Matt it. can come. Yeah, yeah. I'd love but, to have him come. You know, we had uh, an interesting week filming the boats down uh, down south this week. Oh, yeah? Um, one company that shall remain nameless, and, yeah. and thankfully the, the CEO of the company came with it. Yeah. 
And um, did we, he hit the rocks? We no, no. Oh man, come on, Roger. We took his new twenty eight. Yeah. Out. Yeah. On a foot and a half, two foot day. Oh. He had us scheduled, Florida Sportsman scheduled to do a day on Tuesday. Then Saltwater Sportsman was going to do their little walkthrough on yeah, Wednesday. Right. Okay. We took the boat out on Tuesday and ran it in this one and a half to two foot chop. Tuesday morning, it got on the trailer to go to the factory to be destroyed. Really? It was you you think in today's technology that you could not build a hull that was so bad and it wasn't that radically radical a difference of a design really but he was furious and he was right to be furious holy smokes the the bow was too heavy yeah and the harder you push the boat Further it went down. The further it went down. Oh, until that's not a good combination, by the good. way. Until no. not and, good. Until every wave is coming over the bow. Mm-hmm. And wow. I mean, my boat is running next to it. Is the camera boat? They are just bent over in, in <laughs> laughter. They never took a drop. We took fifty gallons. Okay, I mean, wow. it was incredible. Was this a bay boat? No, it was okay. a. It was an offshore, wow, good-looking boat, mm. which shall forever remain mm-hmm, nameless. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it was just, it was crazy. You know, there's there's different <laughs> boat designs for different areas. I mean, go to the Gulf. There really is. Go oh, yeah. to the Gulf, and they have a shallow V because they don't get the big swells normally that we get. Um, Proline. Right. Proline. Was, right. That's it was a, a golf, fine golf boat. A fine yep. golf boat, but not really a good Atlantic right. Coast boat. Uh, you look at all those different designs. Look at the bay boats. When I was looking for a bay boat, um, I got into one which will remain nameless, and they brought the boat up here for me to test drive it. And I went out, George, I went out in the mouth of the river. It was slick glass baby butt calm, mirror calm. I turned that baby to the south and opened it up. And it about to beat me to death. And <laughs> wow. I looked at the guy. I made a big loop, came right back to the jetties, put it in neutral, and said, here, you can take it in. He goes, he goes, all right, man, nice boat, isn't it? I said, nice boat. Maybe for a lake. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, and this is Lake Atlantic <laughs> today. This is the best it ever gets right here. Wow. And it's beating me. I know. No, no, no. You can take this back. See you later. But but you said a mouthful there, and, and Roger – People, we get asked all the time, you know, what's a good dead rise? What's a good? And there's so many. Oh, different combinations. There's so, well, there's so many different factors mm-hmm. that people don't understand. And where you live is a huge factor. Oh, yeah. And how many people you're going to have on board is a huge factor. If I live down south, okay, I would want a boat with much less dead rise than what I want up here. We got mm. a long way to ride. We've got to be able to handle a head sea really, really well. It's more important to us than than to be stable you as know, people move I, around. I, I I don't I really don't agree with well, you because I, I and look, I know the boys a lot of boys that fish down there all the time and and they they run a long ways up and down the coast chasing the fish. Yeah, but you're you're talking largely SK, which is a No, a, there's a lot of other people that but it gets rough down there, Ricky. Oh, it does get rough. But you don't have to go far. I know, and I want to go very short distance in 
in comfort. Right. I don't want to be in. I don't want to be in that pro line down there going through three to four foot seats. Okay. All right. But Roger, when when and nothing when, against pro line. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah, that probably wasn't a good statement to make. But you, what you're saying is you don't want to be in a boat with lesser dead rise. Yes. Going. So you want the hull. The the deeper the V, the better. To a point. To a point. Okay. To a point. And the point is, I don't want to sit there on the anchor and rock myself to oblivion. Well, either. everything's a compromise, Roger. I understand it is. You know, everything's a compromise. For me, if you're uh, a Gulf Stream fisherman in Jacksonville, Florida, mm-hmm. you want a deeper V than a tarpon fisherman in the Gulf of Mexico does. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. yeah. If you are taking a your wife and kids, mm-hmm. you want less dead rise and a broader beam. You know where that you know they're comfortable right. when you're when you're sitting there. If 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 it's all about I've got to run ninety miles to the rigs in the morning, I want more dead rise. And and the reason that I thought about this is is we constantly get asked, well, what what's the best bay boat? Impossible to answer. What's the best mm-hmm. riding bay boat? Impossible to answer because is it you and your buddy fishing a tournament and you got to get out of here and get down to Palm Coast to be on the fish that you want to fish? That's a different answer. Mm-hmm. Then we need to be able to to sit in a two foot sea and and well, yeah. right and and be comfortable. <clears throat> so I mean every last bit of it's a a, a compromise. And, and well, if you fish offshore here, you want some dead rice. Yeah, you do. Cause you got pretty good ways to go. Well, you got a pretty good ways to go, but you, you want to be slow. comfortable as yeah. possible. Right. But I mean the I mean look at the bay boat that I had, and it ran really good. It performed well under the tabs. I mean, you could tab that baby. Sure. You could lay it on a side with the mm-hmm, tabs. Mm-hmm. You bring the bow down. Just it was wonderful. Get it in three to four foot, and not so wonderful. Yep, yep. You needed to go back to a little more of an offshore boat. I did, and, and, and I and did, a, and a little bit deeper V. Absolutely. Yep. Well, uh, you know, everybody's not in that condition. If you're a jetty fisherman, to where you want to fish, you know, around the jetties, be able to get outside, go to the sea buoy, <clears> look for cobia, that kind of stuff. You probably want a little less dead rise. Because you need yeah. to, you don't have far to go, right. and you don't you want to got, sit there and rock your brains out every time a tugboat goes by when you're sheephead fishing. You know, you think <laughs> about when when we first went into Giant Center consoles that the uh, Fountain Thirty One was was like the first yeah. one, ton of dead rise, skinny, oh, yeah. Yeah. long, sharp dead rise to cover a ton of distance in a hurry. Mm-hmm. Okay, into a head sea. Mm-hmm. You know, but but boats that. Boats that come along, uh, but not for, into a following sea. But now, well, that's true. Too. I really shouldn't have said that, but mm. well, you know what I'm talking. about. I know about. exactly where okay, you're coming. So, from. You know where I'm coming from too. Yep, yep. But um, we, in fact, we had a we did a a Grady White 251 Explorer their their bay boat mm-hmm. this week, and I have never been a huge Grady fan. Mm-hmm. Blown away. Wow. Absolutely blown away. Okay. Great ride. Great offshore ride. All right, we got to get out of here for a break. When we get back, give us a call at 4480930. More Florida Sports Magazine Live right after this. And now it's time to grab a cup of coffee, sit back in your lazy boy, and take a trip into the great outdoors. Get ready for your up to the minute fishing report from every piece of water on the first coast. Here's the three guys with salt water in their veins and big fish in their dreams. Sports Radio 930. We're back there, Skippy, by the way. 
Yes, sir. I'm right here. I'm with you're, us. You're, you're with us? Yes, sir. Are you with us? I'm on point. Physically. Yeah, there too. Mentally, eh, not so much. Golly, I, I'm coming off five days in a row on the ocean. Yeah? Are you still rocking? You get in the no, shower. No, I'm not rocking. You get in the Just... shower at night and close your eyes. You know what? That, <laughs> if that... you don't rock, you're not a fisherman. Yeah, That's but it. that, I don't. That doesn't get me like it used to. It doesn't? No. That's because you've lost your balance. I guess so. Yeah. But it it really, it doesn't. I mean, and he's got a low center of gravity, too, George. I mean, he should be good. You (laughs) and I, not so much. I don't rock easily. That's true. Yeah, yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, well, okay. I remember some of those days coming home and getting the shower. Oh, God, get in the shower and close your eyes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And those days probably weren't real good ones. Nope. No. They were choppy. I mean, how many times did we go offshore and, and, Mike Scanlon, he was one of my mentors when I was growing up, just starting up with all this. And he told me, he said, look, he said, you know where you're going today? And I said, yeah, I know right where I'm going. He goes, I don't know where I'm going. I said, why not? He goes, because I go to the end of the jetties, and I see which way the wind's blowing, and I go right into the wind. <laughs> I said, why do you do that? And he said, in case it puffs up, I got it on my butt coming home. <laughs> the back coming home. And I went, you know, there might be some wisdom there. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I kind of started doing. Let's go to the phones, go to Trina. Trina, good morning. Hey, good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing good, thank you. Yeah, yeah, it's over. It's over. It's over. It's over. <laughs> it's over. Now that that monkey that was on your back is off your back. You know, it wasn't terrible though. I enjoyed it. Good. Good. It's, and it, all the volunteers seemed to. Mm-hmm. Um, there was no bickering. There was no headbutting. There was no nothing. It was just everybody was full of joy and energy, and it was just a, a wonderful thing. And, awesome. and and then. You got the ninja redfish. We got the yeah Rambo. <laughs> Can you I don't believe know it? what was wrong with that fish. <laughs> Listen to this story, Ricky. What you'll, are you talking? You'll about? like this. Listen to Trina tell him about so, about this fish. The first fish was in line at eight thirty-two. A guy brought in a no spot fish, mm-hmm. so we checked him in at nine and put him in the tank. And then not too long after that, Karina Galarza comes in with a nice seven spot fish, real pretty little fish, and we put it in the tank because it's lead fish. That little no-spot fish started looking a little bit puny, so we revived him and put him back in the river. And that seven-spot fish was just sitting there staring at the, the corner of the tank. And I leaned over, and I said, don't worry, little buddy. You're not going to dinner tonight. We're going to let you go. <laughs> and he backs up from the edge of the glass. And I laughed about it, and somebody said, oh, he's just getting a run, a run and start. And we all laughed, of course. And then a few minutes later, I don't I don't remember how long, but the 14-spot fish came in. So one of the boys from the boys' home started you know, trying to catch that 7-spot fish because, heaven forbid, somebody remembered to bring a net to a tournament to catch a fish out of a tank. <laughs> uh, who did that? I can't. Oh, well, anyway. It wasn't on my checklist. I got mm-hmm. list-oriented. <laughs> mm-hmm. will, um, be, will be next year. It will be next year, yes. So he's trying to do the golem on this fish and trying to catch it with his bare hands. And the fish is darting around. It hit the corner of that tank and popped the corner of the tank out and shot oh, out like a rocket. I oh, did wow. hear about that. Yes. Yeah. I beg your pardon. I did hear about that. Oh, my goodness. There was water going everywhere. The kids, you know, he's shocked and he's <laughs> trying to catch the fish. <laughs> he's flopping around. The fish is hyped up on, you know, we were oxygenating the water to keep the fish lively, you know, keep them healthy. So but he got, he, he was released alive. And we actually dried off the tank and duct taped it back together and used it for the rest of the tournament. Good old duct tape. Gorilla tape. Gorilla tape. 
A potential sponsor there, Trina. Gorilla tape. <laughs> we had to use gorilla tape to hold to the tank together. The That's right. That's da, right. Da, 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 da. Okay. We'd have been lost without gorilla tape. That's right. I didn't even know if it's gorilla tape, though. I think it was just. Hey, 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 hey. Trina, it was Trina. gorilla tape. If you catch the world record largemouth bass, you caught it on your. You know, whatever. I mean, you just start <laughs> listing the stuff that you caught it on, whether you did or not. <laughs> Oh, you 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 have to go Rapala. Okay, you called it on a Rapala. Yeah, I mean that's the biggest biggest tackle company. Okay, right? Rapala. Yep, yep. And, and on a Lamel Glass rod, lo, uh, lo, uh, whoever you know, a, a rod, uh, Lamel Glass with no, Shimano. No. Wait, tell me the right one. Hold it. We're gonna we're gonna educate somebody right now. Which you know one? What? Which you one? Know, uh, I would probably go with. A Shimano Talus rod. Okay. Okay. There's right. big money there. Yeah. All right. A suffix line. Yeah, absolutely. Suffix. Yeah, yeah. Yep. You're back into that. That's, that's okay. what I use surf fishing, by the way, George. Oh, yep. <laughs> yeah. A, I shouldn't have a, told him that. A VMC hook. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Roger, you got to learn this marketing. No, that's game, what I'm buddy. saying. Trina, okay. listen to this now. Go While you're eating a dandy you. sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Wearing my Cabela's uh, <laughs> waders. Exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm anyway, let's, and with my Costas on. Yeah. Oh, you bet. Buddy. I gotta have my Costas. You bet. Oh uh, yeah. But um, I'm like, never mind. I'm not going there. I'm like Burt Reynolds and Smokey and the Bandit. And the only reason I was really of libation enough to catch this is I'd been drinking my uh, what what uh, Red Bull. Red Bull. Yeah. Hey, Red come Bull. Come on, Rod. Catch it. up, will you? Yeah. That, that I, I was alert. Jeez. Yes. Love it. Something yeah. bad wrong with you. Yeah, and I just left Ruth Chris. Trina, I mean, I, you know. Trina, I was, I was. Am I right to be so happy with the number of boats you had? Yeah, we had 120 boats. Oh, that's um, considering that's that storm great. that we had come through on Saturday, I think that turned off a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, we had 22 junior anglers and 32 lady anglers. We checked in 42 fish, and we released 41 of them alive. Excellent. Man, you can't beat that. No, that's Excellent. good. Yeah. That is just super. It kind of stinks for that one that didn't make it, but <laughs> other <laughs> stop it. And and the winner was fourteen spots. No, the winner ended up being sixteen spots. He was, he was the one that didn't make it. He's the one that didn't make it. It was a seventeen spot fish and swallowed the hook, and you know, there's just nothing you can do about that sometimes. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Okay, but so you lose a spot if your fish dies. That's correct. All right, so it made him a sixteen spot fish, which was actually seventeen. How big? A, how big a fish was that? He was little. He was he was just over slot size, maybe um, eighteen, nineteen inches. He wasn't very big at all. Oh well, you know, I was thinking about redfish on a half shell. You know, but <laughs> you really, know what? what? I'm sure he probably made it that that uh, <laughs> that direction. You know, mm. and, whoa, whoa, whoa! Who who kept him, Trina? <laughs> Stephen Cook, the guy who caught him. Oh, did he really? No, that becomes a property of the tournament. You got. Well, we weren't prepared for it. We didn't have ice. Oh, gosh. Okay. Cooler with ice next year, along with the net. George, there has never been. We're alive, so we're not going to prepare for dead fish, I don't think. George, Mm. there has never been a bigger fish snob than me. Okay. No, I'm serious. (laughs) I eat sea bass. I eat trigger fish. I eat cobia. I eat mahi. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's about it. Whiting. Right? No, I don't eat What about wahoo? 
Trina, I'll eat it. I'll, I'll eat it. I don't love it. He doesn't know how to catch it. Okay. Yes, I know how to well, catch you know it. Well, you know he would refuse to yes, do that. Yes, I catch more than you do. Oh, yeah. Anyway, everybody catches more okay. Wahoo than so, I do. So why don't you stick over there with your 30-ounce whiting and just shut up. 31 okay, and a half. If you're going to get, get it right. All right, here's an idea. We're talking about real fish now, so it's time for you to drop out of the conversation. Okay? <laughs> I know. All right, we don't weigh our fish on postal scales like uh, you do. Okay. Okay, so <laughs> Trina. Back to the yes. adults. Nobody ask what the stupid people think. Just sit over there, will you? Okay, so back to the adults talking. Wow. Trina, I'm the biggest fish snob there is. Yeah. Okay? I eat sea bass, trigger fish. I'll eat a grouper. Um, I'll eat a mahi. I'll eat a cobia. I'd, numb, numb brain over here talked me He into, used to call me a moron. He's graduated. In, into into mm-hmm. doing redfish on the half shell. Yeah. That gum is good. I know. I mean, it really is. I've been eating it for years. Where have you been? <laughs> There's, I, I, Who's the dummy here? You know, I, in this case, I am the dummy. I've like let it. go of a zillion yeah. redfish because I'm like, oh, they're delicious. I ain't, I ain't cleaning that redfish. It's a redfish. Yeah. I mean, on a scale of offshore fish, mm-hmm. it's really good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, it, it's in. right up there. And, and black drum, small black drum are insane. But you can, you, how about sheephead? Should you leave them on the show? Absolutely. Really? Do them the same way? Every one of them. Every one of them. Okay. The flavor is different. I cook it is whole, different. actually. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll fillet it you know, down from the top to the to the belly. Uh-huh. So it's kind of butterflied open. Yeah, butterfly. Mm-hmm. And gut it. And um, sprinkle some, put some butter and some seasoning in there and balance that fish upright on the grill for about 15, 20 minutes. There's something different about the flavor of that fish with the bones and the skin and everything. That's phenomenal. If you can, you know, if you can handle eating a whole fish with the head on, there's a lot of meat on that fish that that you know gets thrown away in a typical fillet. Well, let you, me you tell you, you don't burn your finger while you're holding it in balance. <laughs> you're I tough. I his little belly open. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> roger, Roger, Roger. But oh well, Trina, that's how I like to do trigger fish. There's as much meat in the head of a trigger fish as there is in the body. I mean, look at a grouper, same thing. But Grouper's you know, got a ton of meat in the head. But you know what the yeah. downside to, to trigger fish is, is getting the gills out. Getting, getting the gills out really? before you cook. Yeah, it's really hard. Really? They've, yeah, they've got that little tiny hole so mm-hmm. you know, right under you, their fin. I don't do that with the... Um, sea bass? I don't do... No, I don't. I just leave everything... You don't gill them? No. Do, well, yeah, no, it's easy to get those. Should I be? You just take uh, the shears and just sure. Flip them. Oh yeah, it'd be really easy to do it on, yeah, on, a, on a sea on a bass, bass, but yeah. it's it's really hard on a trigger fish. Mm-hmm. But um, but I can tell you that you can from the top of his head right there, just the sweetest meat. His cheeks, of course, have got a lot of meat. But if you but if all you're doing is filleting trigger fish and throwing the rest of it away, you're wasting a ton of meat. I'll eat. I'll I'll cook the whole carcass on the grill and then pick the meat out from between the bones, which everybody knows that the meat closest to the bone tastes the best anyway. Yeah. On, yeah. On, that's on any a, fish. That's on a steak, George. Well, it's also on a fish, by I the mean, way. Rick. <laughs> but um, I got confused. I thought you knew something. I mean, <laughs> anyway, I you know, think about all the grouper heads you've thrown over. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. George, yeah. you ever cooked one down? Uh, no. Really? <laughs> I've, cut, I've cut the cheeks out. Oh yeah, well, we cut the cheeks but, out all the time, but, but uh, I mean, if you never, never cooked one, cook one down to make a chowder. Yeah, you won't believe the amount of meat that's in that head. Oh, yeah, oh, I'm, I'm sure there is. It's I'm ridiculous sure is, how yeah. much is in there. There's restaurants that sell grouper cheeks and sell grouper throats and yeah, um, oh, yeah. oh, a lot of seafood markets mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, I've seen at Palm's Fish Camp, um, 
sheep's head throats, I think they had. Yeah, that worked too. Yeah. Sheep head throats. That worked too. I can (laughs) tell you that the that the people from from other countries, particularly the Asian people, if you go to give fish to a uh, Filipino, mm-hmm. you know, to, to, to somebody from, from uh, anywhere in that region, yeah. South, Southwest Asia. Yeah. Okay. They don't give them fillets or anything. They no. want the whole fish. The they, whole fish. They, oh, yeah. they, they eat Absolutely. the whole fish. Yeah, no doubt. I gave somebody fillets. Um, it's been a couple of years ago. I, I, it was my nail person. I took them in some fish and they said, thank you and everything. The next time I came in, he was kind of, you know, tripping over his words and everything he says so uh you know we like the fish thank you very much and then he says next time we can have the whole fish and Mm -hmm. we ended up making you know i kept the fillets and i brought the carcasses to them (laughs) and everybody was in happy heaven they got what they wanted i got what i wanted there was no waste and no stinking up anybody's dumpsters Mm -hmm. yeah Mm yeah okay big question for you yes sir you doing the red fish tournament next year yes sir all we're right. Actually, we're girl. actually thinking about doing it in the fall. Really? Better, better the time. Fall. Better time. Well, well, I guess inshore doesn't fish, matter. Yep. Inshore doesn't matter. Well, it does matter. It's well, you don't want it in the heat of the summer, obviously. Right. Because it's hard to keep them alive. Right. But you come around right. to the fall, and the and the fishing's just outstanding. Oh, it I mean, is. We're looking September, October time frame, maybe. Um, and again, you know, that idea was tossed up after the tournament, after the tent blew over, <laughs> after we had to move everything inside. You know, the weather, it was amazing. The, the storm would come straight at the tournament, straight at the, you know, check-in area all day long and split and go around us. It, Perfect. It was amazing. Perfect. And then as it got to the end of the day, when check-in was over, that storm was coming straight at us. We packed everything up, moved inside the Kingfish building, had our awards thing there while it poured down rain tournament sites already broke down it was a beautiful thing and then somebody said well, why don't we do it again in the fall you know normally at the end of a tournament everybody's kind of dog tired and maybe snapping at each other and that kind of thing none of that went on during this tournament and everybody that was standing there said i'm in let's do it, it how was, about it that cool. how about that group of volunteers just the team was fantastic trina you're our hero of the month thank you so much sweetheart <laughs> thanks we appreciate uh, don't it. forget at Palm Fish Camp Thursday night, Captain Robert Johnson's going to be talking about mahi fishing. He caught one once. I saw him. <laughs> one yeah. or two. I think he's caught a couple of them, actually. Well, he, he actually read Ricky's book. I that's, it, that's it. That's it. <laughs> that's it. Yep. Yeah. And that's he's, where he's getting he got, his information from. He's, he's uh, one, of, one, of my, one of my proudest moments. He and I are working a rip together. Yeah. Okay. And I'm fishing a spreader bar as a, as a teaser, right? Right. Well, we've got a little rally going, and I've got the teaser wound up hanging from the outrigger. Mm-hmm. And he comes by, and and, uh, and he says, yeah, I see your weed catcher you got there on the, on the outrigger. He said, I used to pull those, so I got tired of fighting the weeds. And I said, yeah, but I got five on right now, so I think I'll keep fishing it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, it felt so good. I had a quint on of good fish. I like it. It yeah. felt so good. You, know, you want me to tell one of my prouder moments on a rip? Uh, you probably don't. Go right. I'm sure it involves me somehow. It does. <laughs> it does. Would, would it be up at Nassau? No, 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 no. Rip offshore. Weed line. All right, we need to step aside for a break. We're going to be...
I think he just remembered. I think yeah. he did. I, I think he did. I think he did. Yeah. I don't hear the music. Keep talking. No, you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hear the music. <laughs> we'll be back with more Florida Sports Live right after this. Thank you, Trina. Thank you, Trina. All right, guys, we got to step aside for a short break. When we get back, Bo on the water with the Mayport Princess will be up first, and then Craig Sutton will be back with more Florida Sportsman Live right after this. Now back to Florida Sportsman Magazine Live right here on Sports Radio 930 and SportsRadio930.com. And we are back with more Florida Sportsman Live. Let's go to the phones and go to Bo. Bo, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? Calling up the Mayport Princess. What's happening, uh, Cap? How you doing? How you doing? Did I'm you doing ma- good, man? It is slick calm out here, man. It's about two feet eight seconds apart with no breeze. On, maybe a slight breeze out of the southeast, but it's beautiful. Uh-uh, I mean, it's uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Now, I I drove by Monty's yesterday about five o'clock in the evening, and I saw a bunch of people in the parking lot. You guys didn't make yesterday, did you? Yes, sir. Yeah, we fished yesterday. Oh, uh, Yeah, there was a there was a big swell, but it was it was spread apart enough to run full speed in it. And uh, we kind of laid right into it most of the day. It was coming out of the southeast, and, you know, the wind was southeast, a little bit more south than southeast. So uh, it wasn't too bad on the anchor um, yesterday. You know, I mean, it was a little bit slower fishing yesterday on stringer fish. We caught, you know, uh, the big fish pretty good, but the stringer fish were uh, a little bit more elusive yesterday as far as, like, sea bass and bee liners. We caught, you know, as many sea bass and bee liners as the other and, uh, you know, had a few flounders still, but plenty of snapper. Um, this past week, I'm, I'm sure I've, I've sent you some pictures, but the past two weeks has been really impressive on, on the grouper bite. Um, out, of, out of seven trips in a row, we've caught, I think, 10 or 11 groupers, and uh, all of them pretty nice fish, so we're definitely looking forward to that. That's real good news. Now, how hard was it blowing offshore yesterday? Uh, yesterday um, in the morning when we first got out, uh, it was – it was, you know, 12 to 15, um, and then it backed off, and then right there towards the end of the day, maybe the last hour of the day, it picked up again um, there in the evening, and it actually blew all the way till late last night, and um, I woke up pretty early early this morning, actually really early this morning, and, um, you know, walked outside, and it was, it was calm and not much breeze at all, so I guess it's blacked off in between there, you know, midnight and at least midnight and 3 in the morning. Let me tell you that something, buddy. Yesterday afternoon, dark. Roger, it was getting it yesterday it was. afternoon. Wasn't it, it? Was. it was blowing yeah, harder than 15 yesterday afternoon yeah. on the beach, I promise you. So. But what, what time yeah, y'all leave yeah. the dock this morning? Uh, this morning we left at 8. Um, yesterday I had a private charter. I, my trip was 9 to 5 yesterday. And then Scott you know, was out there from 8 to 4. But you know we that, normally leave now 8 to 4. That, that guy that used to run that boat used to leave at 7. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. you know, and that's yeah. too, that was too early. And I mean, he and and he says he says yeah he says that they caught fish every day every day they never struggled they never struggled most of the yeah, most right. most of the people had to bring dump trucks but I like this eight and nine o'clock to, thing to take, I mean you could sleep in and still go fishing to take their catch yeah. home in yeah. I, you know that's yeah, what he I, says yeah it's um you know we kind of we started going to that that eight to four because uh, a while back they were doing a lot of um, renovations on the military base there at the right. Gate traffic was getting so backed up at that earlier time that it was we were just waiting and waiting for people but you know i mean we really haven't had any complaints about the eight to four um, oh no you know, complaints it's, it's i mean we're happy <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah that gives us more time to catch pogies to fill the live well <laughs> yeah that's right that's yeah right. but it seems to work out pretty good i mean 
you know, for me, it was hard to get out of routine, getting up early and kind of, you know, I'd get up, make breakfast, uh, get all my, you know, my, my uh, stuff ready for work and then kind of be like, dang, I'm, I woke up at the regular time again. Bo, you know, Bo, so. I, Bo, I got to tell you, what, <laughs> what kind of breakfast do you eat when, you, when you're going fishing? What do you make? Oh, man, I'm <clears> got a routine whenever I wake up. I eat up in the morning. You, and, uh, tell me again what you eat because you, you cut out. Yeah, I, uh, I eat a, a bowl of oatmeal with a scoop of protein in it and, uh, and an apple first thing in the morning, and then I try to, try to drink at least you know a liter of water before I get to work to get it in. No. No, 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 he, no. He's, he's no. wasted. Leave. No, let, no. no, no, no. Let me finish my thought first. <clears throat> Bo, you're yes, wasting sir. by cooking oatmeal. You are wasting a lot of sleeping time. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, let's yeah. let's stop by and get a McDonald's hamburger or something. I mean, you know, oh, sausage man. biscuit or something Ugh. on the way. Yeah, it sounds good, but in the long run, it, it's it's good. You know, I get up and. I spend about two minutes, you know, microwave oatmeal, and then, you know, like I said, throw some protein in there, and it kind of ties me over till about nine or ten. And, um, it works, man. I get up. I don't like being in a rush, man. I like getting up, and having all my stuff ready because, I mean, if anybody knows anything with the boating industry and fishing for a living, is, you know, things don't always go as planned. So when you get here a little bit early and uh, you're not in a rush, if something does come up, like having to rewire a starter or you know, change an impeller or a fuel filter. Uh, you're not running behind the gun. I, I so. think he just slammed me, Ricky. I don't know what. <laughs> I think he did too. But uh, we have another problem too. What, what's that? Well, Bo is the latest in a long line uh, of our heritage. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You and I have been led by the party boat captains mm-hmm. since it was Walter Floyd and Jimmy Capote. That's exactly right, right? Bo. It's Let's a honey go, bun for breakfast. Food. Let's go back to Bill Bryant. Yeah, honey and, bun. All right, we're going all the way back. They all just rolled over in their graves. They oatmeal and protein for yeah. breakfast. Okay. Yeah, not not a Miller High Life and you know and a, and a honey bun. Oh, well, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's it. I can picture yeah. Jimmy Capoe with a stack of pancakes and a Miller High Life getting ready to go. Yeah, yeah. come that's on, Bo. Look now, I'm, that's what I have for first breakfast. I'm not going to say I don't turn away a donut when the guys bring donut shop in the morning. <laughs> all right, there is some hope for you. All right, that's babe. my foundation is. I I start off with that, so that way if somebody doesn't bring the donuts, I'm not hurting too bad. I still I still eat them every once in a while, that's for sure. But like I said, I, it's kind of just a routine. That, you know, I wake up and I do it, and that way, you know, if something pops up, like I said, if I, you know, get slammed with work for a few hours, you know, I'm not I'm just not behind, you know. And I mean, it's, it's something that settles real good, and it's you know, it's clean, oh you don't drag, you know. Can you imagine? Can you imagine Uncle Walter sitting in Monty's Free? <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> Eating oatmeal before he ran, no, ran the Wyandema? I don't yes, think sir. so. I don't think yeah. so. You know what the, I'm you, telling you what, man. That's somebody that, you know, you guys talked about, Walter Floyd. You know, I, I oh, really, yeah. out of all the people that are around that were before me involved in this, is that somebody that I really wish I could have met, you know, and I really, really enjoy talking to people that did have the pleasure of being around him and, and hearing all of his <laughs> stories because, you know, um, that's that's still one of the biggest things that I enjoy is hearing some of these stories from the you know the the guys that are older than myself and taking from it and and being able to you know pass it on because I mean that's one of the greatest things out here. Well, what do we do it for? We do it for fishing stories and we do it for dinner. So I mean, if you don't have one of the others, what's the point of doing it? Okay, it's it's listen, Bo. Let me let me help you out as your elder here. It is fine to emulate Walter 
and to hold him up as your hero. Just don't shoot the police station do, up. Don't. I mean, whatever don't, you do, don't, don't, don't shoot the police station. Do not. Do not. I heard that one. Do not yeah, get yeah. so angry with your with your party that you back into the ferry slip, Flip unload them, and tell them to walk to Monty's if they want to go home. Okay, yeah, don't yeah. do that, Bo. That won't go well for you. Yeah, probably wouldn't. I'm with you on that, guys. Yeah, well, there's there's always been some wild some wild stuff happening. That's for sure. But, <laughs> well, you know, like and, I said, just just hearing the fishing stores and all the other stores that go with it, you know, it it it's 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 cool to hear. You know, that's so, why well, we do. I, it. I'll, I'll tell you this about Walter, and this is the way I feel about him. I had I had so much respect for him. I called him Uncle Walter, and I'm not related. Oh yeah, all yeah, of us did. Yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. he's everybody did. He was a great guy. No, no yeah, question, cool. no question. Bo. Try and come back between the same rocks you went out of this morning, will you? I'll try to. I'll okay. try to. That's for sure. <laughs> and bring you back all you bring back all your people. Yes, sir. Every single one of them. All right, right. you give, got it. Give us a phone number real quick. Yes, sir. Yeah, we're booked out mm. seven days a week. Nine zero four two two zero six three. Up six three what? Get out. We didn't uh, get six three six three six three six three two two zero six three six three. Got it. And, uh, if you can, you might want to book a week out right now because it's it's summertime and we're we're flat full today on both boats and, and booked out you know at least a week. So good deal. Um, get, re- get ready for May first, guys. Good deal. All right, you got it, Bo. Have a good one there, sir. All right, we're gonna step aside for a break. When we get back, Craig Sutton will be up next from Nassar Paradise Rentals. More Florida Sports Magazine live right after. Now back to Florida Sportsman Magazine Live, right here on Sports Radio 930 and SportsRadio930.com. Oatmeal for breakfast. Oatmeal. I can't believe it. What a flipping yuppie. Honey buns. Okay. Honey buns, baby. Oh, I mean, you remember the day we wouldn't leave the dock without eating honey buns? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. RC Cola and the Moon Pie. And, and you must have eaten a lot of them because you got the diabetes. Knock it off. Hey, Let's go to Craig. Um, if you want to be part of the show, give us a call at 448-0930. Let's go to Craig. Craig, good morning. Hey, I'm with Bo on the oatmeal, by the way. Now you're you're wasting a lot of sleep, too, there, Cap. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you, you get up, you put your clothes on, you have a honey bun and a cold drink on the way to the boat. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, uh, that's not the way I roll. I get up, man, I eat a big breakfast. I got you. I'm well, if you want to think back to the days of Monty's Marina, they had a full breakfast in there. Oh yeah, they had a. I mean, and, and a lot of people got there early that were on the on the uh, headboats or even uh, when they were chartering sure, us. Sure, they would get there early and they would eat. You know, eat a big breakfast. eat a big breakfast. I, yeah, eggs and bacon and all. A that. few of them left those big breakfasts in the ocean too. Uh, <laughs> well, that's possible. I mean, that probably Come happened more. Than <laughs> Some of them left them in the daggum bathroom on the on the headboat. Yeah, I know. It was Martin Cooper's job to clean them up. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I bet he loved those big breakfasts, uh, didn't he? Let me tell you, that was a big – Craig, as many great deals as I've made with you, none of them touches the deal I made with Martin Cooper. The first day I worked on the Sarah Jane, he made a deal that if he never had to cut bait in the morning, I would never have to clean the head. Well, you did oh, good wow. there. I mean, I'm, I'm like, say what? <laughs> you know, I'm going to like this job. I love it. That's a deal. Oh, yeah. Uh, I remember times – I went out there with Jimmy Capoe as a kid. I grew up right around the block from them, yep. Earl and, and Mac. And basically, you know, every now and then I got to go fishing. Well, I was deadhead. I, I had to cut bait. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, 10 years old, I'm back there. Nothing oh, yeah, bait. Yeah. If you want to go fishing, you got to go. You're darn right. You're yeah. deadhead, man. You got to work. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but I, 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 Martin, I parade rested Jimmy one time, though. Martin, I parade rested him. Martin could not stand the smell of bait in the morning. Yeah. Which yeah. is kind of weird. For hey, it him. worked out. Yeah, worked out perfect. But I parade rested him. I, I, I had a pin 68 with 50 pound Dacron on it and a Barracuda jig. And I would troll that thing as we went out. I mean, <laughs> how fast were we going, George? Oh, yeah. On the Georgia Bell? Eight, eight, yeah. eight knots. Eight yeah. knots? Okay, eight, eight knots. Perfect trolling. Oh, yeah. I put that thing out, and on the way in one day, they were fighting. They were biting. I mean, it was on. Kingfish and Bonita. And every time I'd hook a fish, everybody on the boat would holler, Stop! 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 He's, the kid's got another one. And I'd sit there and reel the kingfish in and gaff it. After about the fourth one, Jimmy called me up to the wheelhouse and said, don't put that thing back <laughs> We'll never get home. Yeah, don't put it back out. Don't I mean, we only went eight knots as it was. So. Don't put it back out. Yeah, he did. He said, don't bring it next time either. <laughs> I went, okay, okay, Captain. So what's happening in Nassara? Well, we, I think the Wonders leading the first day of the tournament down there. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, with a blue marlin. <clears throat> Had some Dorado along with it, but I haven't gotten the exact report yet. I got a text mm-hmm. last night from one of the guys who said they got a marlin suit. And it was kind of slow down there, but they're still catching those big Dorado. That's awesome. And yellowfin mixed in. No, this last week we didn't have any big, big Dorado. We had one about thirty-ish, but we had some nice Cabrera roosters still. Ooh. Right, let me tell you, Thanks. God ain't God ain't made a better creature than a thirty-pound Dorado. Mm-hmm. That is a fine, uh, fine fish. In every respect. Yep. Every respect. Yep. What's not to love? Yeah. We, we you were talking about those good fish to eat. That sheep said is is doggone good. We had some Danny Cohen gave us last night. Mm-hmm. Man, that was good fish. How'd I you forgot f- how good how'd, how'd you cook it? We just sautéed it in a little garlic and, and uh, butter. Next, next time, I want you to try leaving the skin on and the scales and the scales, everything. Season mm-hmm. it heavily and throw it on a hot grill. Oh, absolutely! I'd, yeah, yeah. Well, I'd, I'd, I I did that with the redfish. Y'all, I guess that's, that's it. Talk about Roger. Yeah, mm-hmm. good. The only trouble is with the real big redfish, I think that skin gives it a lot of oil to it, a lot of strong, you know. But it stays there. It when stays you cook, in, it yeah. stays there, which is weird. <clears throat> if I <clears throat> if I skin and fillet a redfish and and cook it, I don't it's okay. All right. <clears throat> it's got dark meat in it. Gotta cut a lot of the dark meat out. Craig, I'm telling you, there's something about leaving that skin on and throwing it on the grill. That pulls the oil out of the flesh into the skin. The skin will be so oily you can hardly touch it, but the flesh it's the flesh itself will be white as snow, with with no strong taste to it at all. Mm, nice, nice, nice. Well, I've been doing my redfish like that for years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's been years since I caught one. <laughs> yeah, do the do the sheephead that way too. You'll yeah. be surprised. Yeah. Well, I got to call Danny Cohen. I'm not a sheephead fisherman. I, now if I'm not. Offshore this time of year, especially I'm not. I'm not a happy camper. No, mm-hmm. I know it. I know it. <laughs> and I'm not patient enough to sh- catch sheephead, man. I respect <laughs> these guys that catch those fish. It's just, I mean, it, it's a, it's a very specialized fishery. No, there's no doubt. There's no it's doubt. Have you? You got to be patient. And that's not one of my virtues. <laughs> I I I tell you, uh, Craig, and I know you caught a great fish recently at the in the blue water season, but boy, it it really hasn't impressed me very much. Well, I mean, hopefully the best is yet to come. It better be. You know, hopefully we got a good Dorado run because my cousin in Fort Pierce has been mugging them the last two months down there. I'll be darned. I just fished two days without one. Yep. 
Yep. Um, the really? best, Down there the, Stuart. Yeah. The best report that I heard of was four. Um, and and it's been it's been brutally slow for the charter fleet down there the last last ten days. Well, well, they're coming up this way, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, maybe they're gone. Okay. I don't know. I'm I'm heading to Costa Rica next Tuesday, and I'm gonna corral those fish up for Roger. I'm gonna get them in a pen and have them waiting on him. <laughs> Good. Um. All right, I get to pick the species, right? Do you Are have Do you, you have still, barracuda over there? You, <laughs> you still going to be there when we get there? It's a rare catch for us, but we do have them. Okay, well, if there's some, get them. Okay. How about jack cravals? How do we look at jack cravals? <laughs> we catch those, but those, you know, those are really good to eat. Very good to eat. And and I don't know why the difference in the meat, but it's totally different. And amberjack down there are very good. Hmm. Very good, and no worms. Not a, I've never seen the first worm in my amberjack down huh. there. Isn't that funny? I'll be darned. Yeah, and they and they have a completely different taste to them. Yeah, the worm, they're not bad up here. Oh, no, no, they're not bad, and the worms don't bother me. Yeah. I mean, you more protein. Yeah, you cut around the worms them. bother me. Uh, no, you cut around them; it doesn't bother me. But, I wish they were bigger. The worms? Yeah, you could use them for bait. Oh, <laughs> They're just small. They're too small to put on a hook. But they are creepy. They are. Do it like a ribbon fish. Boy, you, you, God, I don't, I don't know how long the longest ones I've pulled out of a amberjack before, but I swear I think I've pulled some out that were a foot long. A foot long, I've done yeah. that before. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and they start wiggling. They're nasty. Oh yeah, they give me the heebie-jeebies, man. <laughs> no, are, no, are you catching? Are you catching any rooster fish down there? Oh, George, it's good to hear from you. By the way, I hear from you uh, too, sir. Um, it, yes, this has been a huge year for us on roosters. I caught one in the, at the end of November that was probably in the eighty-pound class. Dog, but but we the day we caught it, as soon as I hooked up, a, a couple minutes into it, I looked back on the on the bottom machine. And we were marking about six of them. And they were monster roosters. I mean, wow. they very distinctive shapes, so it's easy to tell. And we've been catching one or two a week in that 60-plus pound class Shoot, all year long this year. Mm-hmm. And for me as a business operator, I love that. I mean, <laughs> our gas bill's a little less. but yeah. they, uh, And the blue water's been real spotty for us this year. It's been good on the garland. Good on the elephant, good, uh, but the sailfish have been, you know, twos and threes and fours, but no no double-digit numbers, That's which cool. is rare. Uh, those sound like good numbers to me. Oh, yeah. I don't like double-digit sailfish numbers. Well, well, I talked to a guy that was in Zancudo last week, and he fished four days, and they got one sailfish. That's the kind of trip I want for Roger. <laughs> <laughs> Take take one sailfish out of that story, and it's exactly what I'm looking for. <laughs> hey, well, he he's running with Chuck Garner now. Chuck's a, a part of our our family down there for sure. Everybody loves him, and he brings. I mean, he catches fish. He brings that positive vibration, and and, and whatever you want to say about it, he catches fish. So so Roger's running with the right person. Well, I'm positive if a 500 black 500 pound black comes up on a transom, I'm going to let Chuck catch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. Chuck's got a couple to his name. Yeah. Hey, Craig, let me ask you, are you are you tied in with a taxidermist? You know, I tried that, Ricky, with uh, King's Taxidermy. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Right. And But, you know, understand that all our guys down there are Costa Ricans, and you just 
Costa Ricans, they're just not naturally a salesperson. And you've got to have a kind of a salesman mentality to sell that now. And I, I really, I mean, I think we're, we're leaving a lot of money on the table, but, I mean, I don't do this for money anyway, but um, it just, I can't get them to sell it. I would just like to know what the taxidermist business is like today for offshore species. I would think it's down tremendously. It's um, reproduction fish. Well, I know it, and it always has been, but people are ever since we yeah. came along. Yeah. But but when we were doing it, people believed that they were getting their fish. I mean, let's just be honest about mm-hmm. it. They did. And, oh, yeah. and, and I just wonder how much the whole release concept of mounts has caught on if, if uh, you know, is there a fish, Roger, that if you, yeah, and, and, and I just thought of one that I know I would do, but is there a fish that if you released today that you would pay to have mounted? Can you think of one? I don't know. Well, you, you tell me, but you, you're asking somebody that fishes all the time now. The guy that comes down, fishes once a year and gets that, that fish he's been looking for that's the client that's i know and i just wondered i just wondered if 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 that's still kind of a big deal i think if i caught a 10 pound bonefish i would have a a a replica made because that's an accomplishment and a feat and all that um i've done i've done well i haven't done a white marlin but i've done sailfish Mm -hmm. blue marlin and wahoo and tarpon and you know you know the one that i haven't caught is a white i don't think i would mount a white if i caught it yeah, yeah. I don't I mean, have any place to put it. That's it, and yeah. and and I just I I just wonder if um, um now, what if you're? How, let me ask you this: How about Locke's first sailfish? Oh, he can he can mount that. Ryan can have that mounted for him, put it in his house. Absolutely. Well, wait a minute. Grandpa's pulling that check, right? <laughs> I, that's fine. I don't care. Okay, okay. Long as Grandpa's pulling. But it ain't going to my house because I don't have a place for. Well, it. I know that. Well, he doesn't live at your house. I, True. Did Roger Walker just say he didn't care about spending money? That's <laughs> what he said. I did hear that. That's what he said. The views expressed on this show are not necessarily that of the management of W Sports Radio 930, nor will we vouch for their authenticity. <laughs> but, well, I'm just figuring, I'm sitting here thinking about you saying that you had to be a salesman to get them out, which is true. Absolutely. How did you ever get that many Barracuda mounted? I got a lot of them mounted. <laughs> I mean, I, Roger, that's the tiger of the sea. Oh, there it is. That's tiger right. The there one, it is. Now we know the tiger of the sea. You know, one ate a lady on this reef one day, and yeah. I think this might have been him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, my Uncle Les, he was the last three or four years, God rest his soul, before he passed away. He told me, he says, I make he says, I make more money on mountain barracudas than I do fishing. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and, you know, barracudas. Those teeth, it is a pretty mount. Yeah, it's a great mount. Yep, it is a pretty mount. All those ones I passed up. <laughs> and, and we can remember a day, George Strait, Rick Riles, and Craig Sutton can remember a day when trolling on the party grounds, a barracuda was not considered a a pestilence a trash fish all that kind of stuff george i remember when it was a go- ray blackmar oh yeah he- ray blackmar would target target them big barracuda and and craig we didn't catch him every day well you know here, here's Dude, here's one mounted you yeah know, mm-hmm. a, about a 50 pounder mounted about a freak ass about here's where i'm gonna tip my hat years. to you ricky 
you got to be a good salesman when you catch 23 of them and you convince somebody that they're rare and special. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've got to. Craigie, you you are the man. Craigie, there was a time <clears throat> that there were rare and special. Yes. Yep. Oh, yeah. I have seen pictures in the Times Union of guys holding up half a kingfish. It was noteworthy because a barracuda ate the back half. Yeah, that's true. That when it was a big deal. Yeah, it was a fifty or sixty thousand dollar fish that got eaten. Yes. <laughs> no, that's not what I'm talking yeah, about. I understand. I, Craig, tell I, everybody how to get a hold of you. They call me at nine oh four. Five nine one two one six one or fishing the com. Or they can go to the boat show today and see you in person. That's right. I'm gonna do a seminar. Not really sure anybody's gonna be interested in what I gotta say, but I'm gonna be doing one. I would be, I promise you, if yeah. I was there, I would be. Thank you, Craig. Hey, what time is the seminar, man? Come on. I don't know. Uh, uh, one to two. One to one. two. And what's the subject? Uh cobalt blue water trolling and Outrigger Logistics. Cool. No, I'd like. To, I'd very much like to see that. Thank you, Craigie. Have a good no, one, Craig. Thank you. All right, guys, we got to step aside for a short break. When we get back, Gary will be up first. You can be second with a call of 448-0930. You're listening to the Florida Sportsman Live. We'll be right back. Now back to Florida Sportsman Magazine Live, right here on Sports Radio 930 and SportsRadio930.com. And if we podcasted the breaks, we would have just been censored. <laughs> and I mean, fired. I mean, yeah, and fired. Yeah. Well, fire you. All right, Hugh, see who's on the yeah. phone. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go again, here folks. Go. It's a long fly ball, and it's out of here. Okay. Gary, good morning. Hey, good morning, Roger and y'all. Hey, George. Hey, how we uh, doing, Gary? Uh, pretty good, man. Hey, I got a question for y'all. I saw... A picture of a 47-and-a-half-pound African pompano. That's a dandy. That is a good one. Yes, sir. That's a fat daddy. A guy, a friend of mine, that well, he had dagger printing. I shouldn't say anything like that on the news. But anyway, on the radio, he caught it on a headboat here. It's been about, oh, I guess three weeks ago. And that's almost a world record because I think the world record is 50 pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, think you're, I think you're right. I think Roger's you know, it, it, up it, it is. No, I'm not. Um, uh, it is. It's uh, gone up dramatically <clears throat> in the last 20 years. The, the world record? record? Yeah, because um, I had one 37. I caught a 37 and a quarter that would have tied the existing record, but I caught it on treble hooks, so right, I couldn't claim right. it. And, uh, and since then, it's gone up to 50. So, I mean, it, that's a lot. That's a big jump. Well, yeah. that, and I tell you why I think that is. There's more boats deep jigging than ever before. Probably so. Yeah, yeah. and and that's that's when they're deep jigging cobia and they're deep jigging amberjack and stuff. They mm-hmm. catch a lot of African pompano. Yes, they do. And that, yep. what a fine fish too. Oh golly, what they're a fine beautiful. fish! It, it, Gary, have you ever eaten one? Uh, I've eaten pompano, but no, I ate, not the same. He, he um, may get it mounted. He took measurements and pictures and stuff. Now he did clean it. But he took and uh, got pictures and measurements and stuff, and he's thinking about getting a replica made. Well, well, tell him it's absolutely no good, but I'll dispose of it for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I kind of figured. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it actually it tastes like you've already put lemon pepper on it. I mean, oh, it's really? so good. It is it is a very good – tell him he'll love it. Really well, good. Well, he's eating eat some of it already, and he said it, it was delicious. Yeah, well, yeah. then he wouldn't give it to me on that false pretense. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably right. But I had to call and let you know all that because I saw that. I've been doing a little freshwater fishing, too, catching a few bass and stuff. Uh-huh. A lot of them still haven't gone on the beds. Have you been down to Guana, uh, Roger, and looked by the dam down there lately? I have not. 
Um, I know uh, James Gurgley was down there one day last week, and he caught drum and trout and reds. When I was down there last, uh, <clears throat> right in front of the dam, they had a hole about 20 feet deep. And they got it barricaded off where there's no water around the dam because they're redoing the dam, I guess, and stuff. Now, I don't know if they're done with the work down there yet. I don't think so because the guy said it'd take them probably a couple, three weeks, and that was about <clears throat> a week and a half ago when I was down there just looking. So I don't know. You know, one one of the last times <clears throat> that they uh, they did that, I went down there with my metal detector. Yeah. And I was going to just dig lead sinkers just to get them out of the water. You know, <laughs> yeah. I seriously, yeah. I was oh, I, yeah. sure. just something to do on an afternoon. I pulled that metal detector out there and I walked, and here comes the man. What are you doing, son? Uh, well, I'm going to dig lead sinkers. No, this is state property. You can't dig on state property. I said I understand that, but I'm I'm just going to dig lead sinkers and get them yeah. out of here. And he yeah. goes. He goes, now, can you imagine how many lead sinkers there are there? Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. More, I mean, more than any tackle store there. Yeah, right. No doubt about it. And we're supposed to believe you were doing this out of civic duty. I, I was just <laughs> I was just going to get me a, a bucket full I mean, of lead. Right, I mean, okay. you know. Yeah. And, and it, it would definitely help the environment. Hey, George, sure. we just learned something. <clears throat> oh, yeah? The price of lead went up recently. <laughs> <laughs> They're paying good money for lead somewhere, buddy. Well, anyway, he told me, get your, get your machine back in the truck. You can pick up all you want. I right. picked up, I picked up, you know, like half a five gallon bucket. Yeah, right, maybe right. a little short of that, but I mean, it was, I mean, just picking them up. Yeah, imagine how many I'd have gotten if I'd have had my machine. Oh yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I had to tell you about that African pablo. Though I saw that thing, and the doggone fish is almost as long as the man that caught it is. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's They're a good Gorgeous one. when they get that big. Uh, too. Well, it only the only thing that's not pretty on them is they lose that long tassel. Streamers. Yeah, they do. That's when true. they get that big, yep. they lose that. Yeah, you know, a young yep. fish has those tassels, goes all the way back to the tail, and it's beautiful. You know what? I'm going to give it a, an advanced sneak peek <laughs> into next week's show. That's going to be our question next week: is African pompano limits? Because because we're you know we're getting in the time of year. Yeah, where that's more, not more fair. Are, yeah, you're not fair. What's well, not fair? Matt's sitting there right now, already looking at. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just not right. Yeah, that could be too. I mean, you don't give him any heads up on this stuff. Yeah, yeah, I think. Next and you week just we did. Well, well, we might. My I mean, you'll Roger, hear the music Roger, next I'm, week at right. seven o'clock, and the phone will be ringing. Matt will be on there. Hey, I got to answer the question. What question, Matt? Roger, I'm 65 years old. I won't remember any of this by next weekend. You know that. Well, that's a lot of truth. You fall in that category like I do. I'm 70 now, and I've run into that same problem myself. Yeah, I know it well. Gee whiz. My okay, son, y'all, thanks. Son. I just wanted to let you know that. Hey, right, thanks, Gary. We I appreciate know. it. I, I can't ever th- talk about African pompano without thinking about uh, – we had a, a day's troll, and Mr. Vickers had some some uh, some of his clients in from out of town, and the ledge had backed off, so I pulled into 21 Fathoms, and I'm right. going to catch a mahi. And we caught mahi all day long, but they're all about three, four pounds, and we're trolling our thirty-pound tackle, and it just wasn't a good day. So we had we had a few live baits, and uh, I told I told Danny, I said, let's pull up to the dry dock and get their string. I said, y'all want to catch some big fish? Oh yeah, yeah, we want some big fish. You want some? I said, okay. I said they're they're going to be amberjack, but I promise you, we're going to get get some big fish. Honest to God, Roger pulled up four baits, dropped four baits on the dry dock, right on the middle of the dry dock. Four rods went over. Two mules, a 40-pound cobia, and a 30-pound African pompano. Life's good. <laughs> All right, we're going to get out of here for a break. When we get back, give us a call at 448 More Florida Sports Magazine Live right after this. 
And now, it's time to grab a cup of coffee, sit back in your Lazy Boy, and take a trip into the great outdoors. Get ready for your up-to-the-minute fishing report from every piece of water on the First Coast. Here's the three guys with salt water in their veins and big fish in their dreams. Sports Radio 930. And we are back with more of the Florida Sportsman Live. Let's go straight to the phones and go to Captain David. David, good morning. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Man, morning, what's up? Good, bud? Well, we're, uh, I'm, I'm up here in the upper part of uh, the Pablo Creek sections up uh, north of JTB and fishing. We're just, just about, it looks like it's just turned on us, the tide. Uh, we, we've been working the grass, looking for uh, looking for some reds. But early this morning, we, we got on a school of big jacks, really nice-sized jacks in here. And uh, just around the uh, between beach and Atlantic, uh, they were they were, you know they were pretty good uh, three and a half four pound jacks. Well, they're uh, now, were they on top of the water? Were they feeding? Yeah, yeah I'll be bust, darned. Busting all over the surface. You know, they, we still got that little. There's a little minnow hatch or whatever's going on that we're seeing all over the place, and they were they were feeding on that quite a bit. And uh, but then we we hit flat tide and we've gone quiet for a little while. So we're going to head. After I finish with you guys, we're going to head uh, back uh, north to uh, closer to the St. John's River and see if we can get on some trout and get on some of those, those uh, bigger reds we've been uh, getting this week. Actually, it's been a pretty good week considering the wind I had yesterday. I know I talked to you yesterday, Rick, but the uh, wind was just, I mean, it was honking. And we were, those reds, they were biting so good. It was unbelievable. Uh, I, I couldn't believe it. Talked to a few other guys, and you know they were like they were saying the same thing. They just even with that wind, just couldn't believe. And, and we weren't even most of the guys; they weren't even feeling the bite. They just next thing, their their rods were just doubled over. Sure, sure. Now, David, yeah, they, I I talked to Captain Bo on the party boat, and he said it blew about ten to fifteen offshore yesterday. I had yeah. a lot. I had a lot more than fifteen at my house yesterday afternoon. I thought so too. I, I really did. I mean, it was really, it, it really blew hard. Uh, it was twenty twenty-five. Uh, I, I mean, it felt like twenty to me. I know. I yeah. saw. I guess I saw sixteen, seventeen at one point. Uh, you know, because I I checked it when I got off the water, but by then it had already laid down. Yeah, yeah. I I saw um, some gusts over twenty knots at my house, yeah. which which incidentally most people call thirty five. And you know, <laughs> I I love God. I you know I love people uh, coming into the sport. Obviously, I love having new people around and all. But sometimes you yeah we were offshore the other day. It was every bit of eight to ten, and you know and you, oh please you know Roger, you ever seen eight to ten? Oh yes, I have. Yeah, how many times? Not that many, but okay. I don't. I've, do it again. I've seen it once. Okay, uh-huh. and you know, don't and need to be there. No, don't need to be there. There's, there's what's, no. What's doubt. the biggest you think you've been caught in? When Danny Ruby and I spent the night waiting on the yeah. tanker to, to, we saw some in excess of ten. No, well, well I've, let's I've, put I've, it, let's put it this way: the tanker stood by us for thirteen hours because they said without them we stood no chance. Yeah. So that tells you how bad it was. Yeah, and what's what's the biggest sea you've been in, George? Uh, when I was in the army, I was on a freight ship. Yeah, and uh, it was they were thirty foot. <clears throat> Woo! Ooh, that's big. I was Woo. on I was on the wheel for thirty six hours. Oh, I, you were running the boat. Yeah. Oh mercy! I I don't know. I, you know, it's hard to say. I mean, when they're that big, when you're crawling up them, we were in uh, Wally Reed's um, on the striker on the striker, yeah. not on the striker. We were on the the little Bertram. We were on the Bertram. And, uh, what was the name of that? Shirley G. Something was that like the name that. of it? Yeah, I, I, I think can't so. remember. Anyway, yeah. 
we were on that boat and you had to crawl up the waves. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they, yeah. they had to be over 10. I mean, 10 yeah. to 15. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, but I, I, that was an exception and it was ugly. But David, I've got a Pebbler <clears throat> Creek question. <clears throat> well, yep, you, go ahead. You're going under the bridge, right? Uh, I have, yeah, I've been, uh, right now I've been south of uh, Beach Boulevard pretty much uh, all the way to JTB, and I'm just back in the creek where you go back into what we call the tarpon hole, and I've actually been doing pretty good in there on these a couple of days where we've had the wind, uh, but I've already seen three boats go back in there, so I'm not going to mess with it today. Okay. Uh, but well, there's, there's been some nice reds in there. Um, but I'm on this little creek that goes in there, hitting a deep water spot. Uh, let's see, water temperature, uh, 68 degrees. It's still, you know, it's still cold. Yeah, that, kind of, uh, that is pretty cold for now. But my question was, once you go under that little bridge, it's near the mouth of Pablo Creek, how far back does that creek go? Because I've never been beyond there. Well, I talked to a guy uh, the other day coming into Beach Boulevard ramp, uh, and it, he's been where, up there where we call the uh, – where it really uh, splits. It goes – it actually – there's actually uh, – it, it, it's a little uh, three-way right there. And uh, he, I, I looked on his rods, and he had worms and stuff like that. I mean, he'd been bass fishing up in there, mm-hmm. and he had, uh, he had four bass. Now, that was uh, Saturday of last week. Uh, and uh, he had four bass. He, he didn't say, he, you know, he, was, he threw them all back. He didn't say what size they were. But uh, you can go back in there pretty good ways. Um, it actually, I mean, if you looked at it on Google's map, you can't really see much. But it pretty much turns into a ditch once you get it get up in there. But it, it's pretty fresh, pretty fresh in there. And the thing is, is you got to be careful getting under that bridge, you know. You, oh, yeah. You gotta know when to you know there's times once you get inside that bridge you're not going to come back out till the tide drops on you yeah you better put that better put that antenna down too (laughs) yeah it's very difficult fishing a lot of stumps and roots and logs in there it's uh you know it's really tough uh uh, jig fishing but if you have a weedless method it works works real good in there and uh you know, it's it's a good spot to fish. You, you catch catch a lot of nice fish in there. Uh, tarpon are in those first few bins, and you know there were a lot big snook kill in there this year. We saw a lot of snook uh, dead in there, so I, I think we lost the majority of our snook this winter. Mm-hmm. And they, they're always in there. And there were some little tarpon too we saw in there. I was really surprised. I mean, really small, you know, three footers uh, in there. Now, I saw Chip Wingo had a post this week where he had caught a tarpon. Have you seen any? Uh, no, no, okay. no. Okay. No. Uh, um, he said he caught one this week? Yeah, yeah, he caught one this week, and somebody else had one. I don't remember who it was. Well, they had to be back in this area. I guess they, so. You know, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, that's our, our somewhere way, way up in the river. Mm-hmm. You know, because they'll, they'll go in them freshwater spots. I think it was Steve Crowder caught one this week, too. Yeah, but, um, uh, that's that's interesting because that's where now, I've, I had a guy, uh, you know, contact me. Uh, he was fishing. Uh, when was he fishing this uh, early? No, Sunday. They fished Sunday and he he showed a picture and he had one of those big 15 pound blues. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, he said, yeah, my son uh, hooked a tarpon. 
And I said, did he throw the hook or did he cut your line? He said he cut our line. I said, it wasn't a tarp and it was a blue. Big blue, yeah. 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 Big giant blue. You will think, you will think you've got a tarpon when you catch those big ones because they, they skyrocket, they tail walk, they, they come out of the water. Uh, I mean, I've even made the mistake where I thought I've hooked into a tarpon, but it's, it's just one of those big 15, 20 pound blues. Now were, were the blues here or was he in St. Augustine? Yep. Oh, he showed me a photo. He had a photo of a from nice here. Movie. That's good. Yeah, that he caught up around the deep near the uh, D dot Ranch entrance. I'll be darned. Mm. And plus, I mean, with these big jacks we caught today, they got to you know. I'm sure there's blues and mixed in yeah, with them. Yeah, yeah, that would make sense. You know? Yeah, these weren't little blues. I mean, little jacks. These were nice sized jacks. Yeah, George, you know, remember perfect. we used to we used to throw those big Rapalas at the jetties oh, and, yeah. and catch those giant blues. Oh yeah, they were so much fun. My yeah. son Nick. He doesn't like to fish very much, but uh, he was out fishing with us, and we were trying to catch some ribbon fish for the kingfish tournament, and he's screaming and hollering at me, and I thought he had a tarpon on, and he's fighting, it, fighting to get it up to the boat. It's about a 20-pound bluefish. We caught it right there in the mouth of the carrier basin. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Pretty wild. Yeah. yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm. Mm. And, how, and how some about, big ribbons, too. Oh, yeah. How about big trout, David? How was your week on them? They're here. They're here. Okay. It's been good. They're they're closer to the river. Matter of fact, we're leaving after we leave here. We're going to head up that away and see what we can do on some uh, some trout. Uh, talk to Tony. Uh, you know, I fish with Tony. Fish with Botco this week. We had to, we had a uh, five boat starter uh, Tuesday, and um, uh, they went up into the river now. And, and John John caught a, had a nineteen incher. Uh, near the river, uh, Eggers had a, a group of nice, you know, 15, 16, 17 inch trout, and uh, so there, there were some nice trout uh, caught this week, you know, all in the St. Johns River area. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they're they're here, they're, but they just like you know talking with these guys that, and uh, you know they like they just showed up, and, and there's they're good numbers of them from what I understand on uh, the Blunt Island area. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Good so deal. I'm, yeah, we're going to probably go give that a shot here in just a minute. We just just missed a fish. We just had a bite. We're fishing a deep water spot. I'm just seeing if these these reds. I'm, I'm on a spot that's been holding a lot of reds, and uh, but they've been down deep, you know, on this bend in the creek. And uh, we're just trying to see if we can get one out of here. We just had a bite. Just had a just missed one, but it, it's almost like they're, you know, it, I mean. We're, we're right on the we're right on the break. We're right on the verge. Things are really. I feel like this next two weeks, you're going to be seeing a lot of changes, a lot of stuff happening. Um, these next few weeks, two or three weeks, it's going to be, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be good. To uh, be I hope good. you're right. Yeah, yeah. So we right. got one little cold front to get past. That's coming in this front, coming in Sunday, and I think after that Monday we're looking at 40 degree temperature. And then uh, whoa, 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 whoa! Monday, we're looking at what? Yeah, forty degrees. Forty degrees. Yep, yep. and that's it. Yep. Yep. <sighs> and twenty knot wind. Oh, goody! Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I'm safe yeah. with my so, whining. So if you got a, <laughs> a fishing trip planned Monday, it's not going to be good. No, <laughs> probably not. Sunday either. Yep. Sunday either. Yeah. You know, you know. I'm sitting here looking at possibly going turkey hunting tomorrow morning. I think we might get it in. You know, that's I what ju- I'm thinking. I, I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you, Roger. That's what I'm thinking about doing: heading out in the woods and see if I can get get a gobbler. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I'm I've, thinking about leaving tonight, maybe even heading out tonight and getting there, get, getting up first thing in the morning, see if I can call one up. Oh, yeah. And then I've, come on home. I've, I've just came off of five days on the water. Yeah. And I've got a sea trial today. Yeah. I would put my odds at a rainy Sunday afternoon nap and, <laughs> and somewhere over a thousand percent. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Un- unconscious. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, you can count on that. David. Hey, Rick, that's, that, that sounds pretty good too. I, I, that sounds good for me too. I'm, I'm about you. I'm on a two week run here and I'm about ready for a day off. Here. Boy, I tell you what, I, I can sleep during a NASCAR race now. I can promise yeah. you that. Yep. All right, buddy. Thank you, All right, David. Guys, we, tight lines, and uh, I'll be in touch with you we, and talking to you next week. We need your phone number. 904-708-8915. Eight. Backwater Fishing Adventures. And, and, and Backwater Fishing Adventures is more than going fishing, too. They're, David is one of these guys that knows every bird. He's going to take <laughs> you to where the owls are nesting. He's going to. He's just. A, he's a naturalist of the highest order and an absolute pleasure to spend the day with. Yes, All sir. right, we got to get out of here for a break. When we get back, who's up next, Roger? I mean, Mike will be up first. With more Florida Sportsman Magazine Live right after this. Florida Sportsman Magazine Live right here on Sports Radio 930 and SportsRadio930.com. And we are back. If you want to be part of the show, give us a call at 448-0930. Let's go to the phones and go to Mike. Mike, good morning. Morning, Roger. I'm sorry. Good morning, Roger. How you doing? I'm doing very good. How about yourself? I have a question about. Uh, I'm on the way to Guana, by the way, on A1A. So hopefully, I won't drop out because I'm in the middle of nowhere. But um, uh, um, red bass on the half shell. Do you have to be careful not to burn the shells? I mean, these put, tails uh, or or not? I've little, never had that experience. Well, put a little olive oil on there, on the uh, on the shell side of it. Yeah. And then uh, basically, put your seasoning that you want on it. And put it on the on the grill, and once it and when it's almost done, take your butter, put it on, and then you know if you want to have garlic mixed in it or some other additive uh, like Cajun. Now, do you do you put a piece of aluminum foil into the skin, or you just no, put the skin? I, I in no, I I don't know if I, the first time I did it, it I over I, I I don't know. I think I burned some pretty bad. It, I think it made it taste a little funky. Mm-hmm. Um. But, you know, I've been putting it in the oven, too. I mean, you don't have to put it on the grill. No, you do not. You're right. Mm-hmm. Comes out um, about the same. Okay, so it doesn't matter if the scales get a little toasty. No, no, but I, what we'll do so they don't stick to everything is we'll put a little bit of olive oil on there. Okay, and, and you do bit. aluminum foil or not? It's up to you if you don't want to mess I up do your oven. Just to, I do just to keep my grill nice, yeah. and it, yeah. it, it works outstanding. Mm-hmm. Now just roll up the skin in the aluminum foil and throw That's it away. That's it, throw it away, yeah. yeah. Okay, so that's medium, roughly. Yeah, it takes a, it takes a little while to cook yeah. it. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't because the clay is usually pretty thick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it takes yeah. a little while and getting through the scales to heat it up and everything. So, but, yeah, I mean, uh, I've been baking most of my red bass, but I always you know I scale. I mean, I skin it because it's very easy to skin. But it's not as good. I'm telling you, it's right. not as good skinned. I don't know mm-hmm. why. I think um, it. I think it holds all the moisture and doesn't do let too. it escape. I do too. Yeah, I'm, I've, I've been last couple of times. I've, I've tried it that way. It seemed like it worked out pretty well. Mm-hmm. And uh, I heard you talking about. I think that little was it that little creek that's just uh, north of Beach, the Beach Boulevard Marina that goes east to the beach. That little creek that goes under the bridge. That's under Hobson there. No, and that's that's not where he's talking. He's talking about no, Pablo. No, he's talking down about Pablo, south. which is down and heads to oh, the I'm west. Sorry. It's on I'm the sorry. west side I'm of the sorry. intercoastal. Mm-hmm. And I'm it, sorry. It goes all the way back to where it becomes a freshwater fishery. Ah, okay. It's bass and brim instead of. Yeah. 
at the Dot okay, Ranch. Well, well um, thank you for the uh, for the advice, guys. My our pleasure, Mike. I promise uh, you. All right. Bye bye. Have all a right. good one, Mike. Yep. Thank you. All right. Let's go to Bob. Bob. Good morning. Rob. Rob. <laughs> well, I got Bob. I can only, I can't read your mind. Uh, well, that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hold it a minute. <laughs> Hold it a minute. We might not want to go there. <laughs> Did uh, Captain Ricky tell you about the hook? Oh, no, I didn't. I'm sorry. I was out of town all week and I forgot. Oh, he got my hook and you just neglected to tell me, huh? Well, I've, 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 uh huh. I've, I um yeah, I, uh, I may or may not have been testing it. Yeah, I, I, uh, I may or may not have all the results. Uh huh. Okay. Right. Go ahead. Tell him about the hook, Big Mouth. Uh, the jig that you want. Bring me what you figure is the most awesome hook for Cobia, and I'll put a jig around it. Oh yeah. That works. Can't beat that. I can't beat that. <laughs> See, I was going to go ahead and take him a hook that you said would be the perfect one for it that I had picked out just for you. <laughs> <laughs> Believe in that one, Ricky. <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that I one. I knew what your favorite would be. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Real thin wire. That's it. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, thin wire. Yeah, Safe, that was safety it. pin. Yeah, it was yeah. similar to your whiting hooks. Was it golden color? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, mm. Okay, Rob. Good. Good. Uh, since this is the strike zone hour, right? Right. Yes, it is. They've been restocked on Crazy Cobia jigs, uh, several different spinner baits, including the Mighty Mite, um, a whole bunch of. Uh, no brainers, many no brainers. So they're they're all stocked up and and ready for folks to get in there and buy, buy, buy. It's almost it's almost mighty might time. It won't be long. Oh, uh, mm. it's there's a couple guys uh, trying them already, and they're they're having mixed success. Of course, uh, even bait fishermen are having mixed success day to day. Sure, sure. We're still cold, Rob. For for this time of year, we're we're yeah. we're still cold. Yep. <laughs> But the whiting are biting. Just ask Chip Wingo, who uh, tested the water uh, full face. Oh, oh, did he? Did he really? Took, took a little tumble, did he? Oh, what happened there? With one of your proton guys. Ooh, I didn't know that. Oh. Yeah, he, uh, it's like the uh, the commercial about, uh, where's my net? His toe caught the uh, end of the net, and the next thing he knew, it was, Splash Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. sometimes you just get overworked and you're hot and you need to take a, a dip. I mean, you know, you know, let's look at the positive side of this thing, Rob. Yeah. I've done that in February. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're working too hard if you get up. <laughs> you know, that's all there is to it. And you're, you're probably sleeping not enough. You're well, getting I, up early. I, and you're not eating a honey bun for breakfast. I mean, I, I don't know. I had a... I had a, a 10, 10 or 11-week-old lab puppy walk off the end of my dock in February. Yeah? Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Thought I was going to die. Well, you had to go get him? Oh, yeah. Well, you what go, are you going to do? You're not going to let him drown. He ain't going to drown. He's going to swim. Not lab gonna, swim. They Roger, know how to swim. Yeah, he was swimming fine, right with the current, right out into the <laughs> middle of the down St. John's River. He was <laughs> never going to be seen again, Bubba. In other news, I j- <laughs> <laughs> a, a, a dummy jumped off a dock to save a 12-week-old 12 12 puppy oh, and, yeah. uh, and perished. Oh, yeah. You'd have been real different. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. Big talk. 
Um, y'all are going to have a great weekend, so uh, let's get her done. All right. Thank you, Rob. Have a good one, Rob. Bye-bye. <laughs> let, me, let me put it to you this way. If you're a friend of mine and you wouldn't jump off a dock to save your puppy, maybe we're not friends no more. We got to get out of here for a break. When we get back, give us a call at 448-0930. Me and my ex-buddy will be back. Who's up next, Roger? (laughs) Who's up next? That would be Nick at the Black Fly. With more Florida Sportsman Magazine Live right after this. Now back to Florida Sportsman Magazine Live right here on Sports Radio 930 and SportsRadio930.com. Don't go there. We're off the air. Don't go there. Let's go to the phones and go to Nick. Nick, good morning. Morning, guys. How's it going? Uh, well, it was going real good till that break. <laughs> <laughs> we we have way too much fun in here. That sounds sounds like it. Yes, yeah, sir. So, what's going on? Low low tide fishing has been greatly improving over the past couple weeks. Outstanding. Nice nice warmer weather, light winds. Um, it's it's been really good. The fish are starting to move around. The schools are kind of breaking up seeing more uh, singles and sort of like packs of three to five fish that are uh, feeding down shorelines kind of staging up on oyster bars at certain points of the tide as well when the fish are feeding and if you can get a fly in front of them they're pretty willing to eat they sticking their backs out of the water when they go down the bank yep I, i've ah. seen quite a few do that over love the past it. couple that's weeks fun, Rick. Yeah. love it love it love it yep, yep. that's awesome when they do that Cool. Nick, we were mm-hmm. talking with uh, with John uh, last week, and you've been involved, I know, in that fishery up off Talbot Island with wading in the surf. And mm-hmm. is, is, is that even still a factor? I mean, it, it just, God, like John said, it just seems like the water's been dirty up there for so long. Yeah, and uh, the, the bars where John mainly does most of his fishing there are pretty much non-existent i was up there with him and austin about a month ago just to check it out and it it's changed completely from the hurricane i've been out on the point at talbot um and that that looks like they'll still be fish there but as you said it's been so rough and the water's been so dirty um i haven't really been able to go check it out i heard there's there's some small lemons and black tips out there that people were catching um haven't really had the weather to get out there to check it out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I understand. It just, uh, that was such a fantastic fishery, and I had so much fun up there doing that with my fly rod. And and, mm-hmm. uh, and I hate the fact that it that it, it almost seems like it may have gone away. Yep, it, it was definitely the uh, closest thing we had to bone fishing here with those fish over that white sand. That's really something to see at school of 10, 15 redfish coming across the sand chasing croakers and finger mullet and whatnot around george the 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 first time i encountered it i was going up there to to catch some mullet and soak them you know with a buddy of mine in the evening one evening to to catch reds and stuff and i got out there and we laid our rods down i picked up my cast net and waded into the surf and you know saw movement so i loaded the net in my mouth and i looked and it was all oversized reds and they're like all around me i'm like oh my god don't throw the net no don't throw the net but no uh, throw the net (laughs) i mean what are you thinking but uh but that's a man that's a that's a fun way to sight fish but you can't sight fish in the watercolor we've had for the last year yeah no but hopefully it'll 
pick up later on uh, this spring or early summer, one thing that started to show up is uh, I've been getting some reports of big bluefish down uh, around St. Augustine and in the, the Fort George area. And I tell you what, if uh, the tide's wrong to go red fishing when you're able to get out there, that can be a, a blast on the fly rod as well. You bet. If if those fish in uh, Fort George been showing themselves, can you see them? Uh, I, I haven't uh, heard too much about it. I just had a couple people tell me that uh, they'd caught some when they were in there uh, fishing for trout on topwater plugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They, now, they've been catching some good two, three, four-pounders, a bunch of them. Not too many of the big ones that I've heard of, but a yeah. few enough to, mm-hmm. man, to go for them. Why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're fun to catch. Mm-hmm. I, I was... Uh, yep. Uh, we had the the Grady White rep with us the other day, and uh, um, he was talking about he couldn't wait to get home because the bluefish had shown up on the beach. And he said, "Guys, there is nothing better than catching a bluefish and cooking it right there, you know, on the absolutely." I was like, yeah, yeah, maybe not so much. And how, <laughs> you know? how the heck did you win the war? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, you know, we, we're really scratching our head on that one. Maybe, maybe not so much. Mm. Yeah, they. They used to fish on the boat all the time, and uh, oh, bluefish the best eating fish in the ocean. <laughs> George, did you ever encounter those big bluefish on the Princess? Oh yeah, we oh, did. Yeah, uh, back in the when the Miss Mayport days, uh, at certain times of the year, they would eat everything off of the reef. There wouldn't be another mm-hmm. fish. You remember that, right? Mm-hmm. There oh yeah. There wouldn't be a grunt. There wouldn't be. It'd be all these ten, fifteen pound bluefish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then they didn't come down for the long yeah, time. Yeah, long time. Yep. Yeah. And then, then they started showing up again. Uh, the Anna would have been a pretty good place to oh. go check them out. Jeez, I guess so. Yep. And the press box there at yeah. uh, East yep. 14, 15. Yeah, I, I hate it when you go offshore and you're jigging sea bass. Oh, and they and, start eating you. Oh, yeah. man, you're, yeah. you've done. I mean, yeah. You've no, you got to move to you're another right. spot. Yep. You're right. Yep. We, we found them in 800 feet of water, blue water trolling one Really? Day. Oh, yeah, came up and covered us up. Wow. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, there's, there's weird things like that that happen. I mean, how many times have you seen a school of row mullet 30 miles offshore? Uh, several. Yeah, yeah, but but it's not common. What are they doing there? What are yeah. they doing? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean it's Lost. like, hey, my, my buddies offshore uh, need to be eaten, and so, or, you know, they need some food. Let's go out there and feed them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, about right. Austin, let me ask you, have you got anybody this time of year that's bass fishing? I would think this would be a great time to be throwing a popper. Yep. Uh, we've, we've had quite a few people come in uh, that have been doing some bass fishing lately around the ponds in uh, UNF and other retention ponds around the area. Uh, they've said the, the late evening bite on uh, those popping bugs has been pretty good. good. No real big ones, but uh, still a lot of fun. I, bass is a fish that I don't think a real big one is where it's at. To me, give me a three to four pound bass over an eight to nine pounder every every day when it comes to catching a a good as close as you can get to a real hard fighting, fighting fish. fish. Three yeah. pound fish to drag a nine pound fish around till he drowned it. You agree, Austin? Yeah, I mean the the most of the big ones you hook them and it's just kind of dead weight. That they waller. Dead. Yeah, yeah. Yep, all the. Three to five pounders kind of put on more of a show. Certainly, I've seen you in a kayak too, Rick. You kind of wall over. <laughs> hey, hey, Austin, that wasn't that funny. Okay, you didn't have to laugh at that. Okay, I did. I, I do. <laughs> I do look funny in a kayak. That's true. All right, buddy. Well, listen, we really appreciate it. any specials going on at the restaurant. 
it sounds like they got some pulled pork uh, sandwiches over there, and they're Ooh. doing brunch all day. And then uh, also on uh, May 12th, we're going to have Flip Pallet up here, um, kind of doing some seminars on uh, Cortland Lines. Um, so that'll be that'll be a good time for sure. Really? Well, I tell mm-hmm. you what, there's a lot of people who are going to want to come meet Flip Pallet, who I've, I've met, and is just a, a really, really good guy. Mm-hmm. All right, outstanding. Thank you, Austin. See you later, right. Austin. You right, guys we, have a good one. Yes, yeah, sir. Appreciate you it. too. But uh, fly fishing coming into its own this time of year is red start crawling along the bank. That is, that is something That's dramatic. So to yeah, I guess it doesn't get much better than that. I don't really, I just not into that. I mean, you know, a lot of people are. Thankfully, I'm not. Into what? Red, fly, fly fishing. Well, not, not uh, just the red bass up in the shallows and all. Dude, it's cool. I yeah. mean, it's way cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You spot one, and he's. I I can't believe the hunter in you doesn't come out because that's all it is. No, no. I mean, I mean, you're hunting, and and you'll spot one, and you, you know, you've you've got to work your, you've got to work your way, you've got to work your way in a position to yeah. get a fly in front of him. No, yeah. it's really it it's it's much cooler than you think. Yeah. A lot of times he's trapped on a flat of six inches of water. Yeah. So the whole fight, I mean, is so it'd you be know, easy to cast net. <laughs> Well, six inches, you can see him pretty good, and it, I mean, he can't outswim the net because it's going to hit the bottom. The legs oh, are hit the bottom quick. What? Yes, it. I do know why you never. Is it illegal to catch one with a cast net? Uh, I'm pretty sure it is. No, why would it be? I no. think it is. Why? Because he's a game fish. I'm a game fisherman. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, no, I'm pretty sure it is. Well, I know you can't. Well, in fact, I'm sure it is because you can't uh, can't gig them. So I'm, not, I'm quite no. sure you can't cast net them either. You don't think so? No, I don't think so. You can't. Well, let me put it to you this way, and because it's you, you can't legally cast nothing. <laughs> you know, right. I think we, we ought to have five people on the swivel bracelet <laughs> for, for the for the drawing. Why is that? Matt right? might not like that, but five people. Why? Because we'll have the the fifth question will be, can you cast net a redfish? <laughs> <laughs> No, we're not. Because I don't want to look it up. I mean, no, we, no, you just assume. Well, Matt's do what you always should do. Assume that I'm right. Assume okay? that you're right? Yeah. Yeah. Barracuda boy's right. Yep. But uh, mm. just assume that, uh, uh-oh. Uh-oh. I can do it, can't I? I'm wrong. You're wrong. Sea snake just chimed in. I can do it. Perfectly legal. Perfectly legal. As long as it's a legal fish. That's terrible. What's terrible about it? Why would you do that? Why would Love I do that? Good. Yeah, because I, I wouldn't get tennis elbow or tennis wrist with casting that rod and reel. Would you cast net a kingfish? I'd have to have some good mono on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you would. Yeah, yeah. Are, you're just so wrong. No, no. What's wrong with that? Jeez, I love it. I don't know. I love it. I, no, you shouldn't be able to cast net or gig a redfish. Can you cast in a flounder? Now I'd do that. <laughs> now, hold on now. So we know we know where you lay on this now. I may or may not have cast net flounder. I also may or may not have taken them out of my crab trap and eaten them. So <laughs> either oh, one of those now things. Now crab traps are for <laughs> crabs, not flounder. May or may not have happened. Yeah. Okay. Don't know about it. No, I mean look at it realistically. Do shrimpers keep flounder? Sure they do. They're dragging a net. What's a, a net's a net. Sure they do. A net funicello is a little different. No, no. <laughs> No, but don't equate it the same way because they catch a lot of fish that they 
you know, discard. Not nearly as many as they used to. And back when they yeah. did not have all these excluder devices mm-hmm. and they caught so many fish, mm-hmm. we had a whole lot healthier beach and uh, beach tarpon and kingfish fishery than we have now. Oh, no doubt. Now, no doubt. It, it, you know, obviously we impacted those fish a lot, and that had a lot to do with it. But yeah, part we, of the we sent them to New York. Part of the <laughs> yeah, we did yeah, the Fulton Fish Market. But part of the problem is, is that it, the beach is not the guaranteed easy food supply that it used to be. Not true. I mean, you think about how easy life was for Kings Bonita, Jack Creval, and Tarpon oh. when we were kids. Oh, oh my! I mean, here came tons, tons of tons of tons of chum at daylight. Let's eat ourselves full. Go take a good long nap. About four o'clock, we'll get up and do it again. Mm-hmm. And um, and I mean, it was it was easy pickings. And I'm convinced, Roger, that that dead fish, dead floating, shoveled overboard fish, are much more of a big old kingfish's food supply than they are an eight pound kingfish. Yeah, yeah. seagulls. If you too. think about yeah. it, we caught no little bit no there were no little fish that's a fact and they didn't come in for that food supply they stayed out and chased cigar minnows around whereas the big fish would come in and get fat and lazy i don't know if they did 20 boats dragging yeah oh there was at least a lot more than 20 yeah there was a pile of boats but i don't know if the little fish just came in after the fact what do you mean well i mean we you're right we never caught them we never saw them but if you went trolling in the southeast hole, they were always there. And, you know, when you went chumming yep, in the southeast hole. They weren't on hole, the beach. Uh, Not in anywhere near the numbers. You look at the difference in the average size of a golf ball fish versus a Paul Mains fish. And people I mean, don't it, people don't understand about it. Golf ball you know, was the old yeah, water tank at Ponte Vedra. What, what, what we'd now call a red tops fish. Yes. Look at the difference in the – now, the average size of a red tops fish now – is almost the same as it is a Paul Mains fish. Would no, you agree with that? No, absolutely not. It's bigger. Bigger. It's still bigger. It sure ain't anywhere near as big as it used to be. Um, no, but it's still bigger. There's than, a lot of 12s and 14s down the beach now. Yeah, and there's a lot of 6 and 8s at Paul Mains. Yeah, yeah, I and, agree. And there's not a whole lot of 30s and 35s at Paul Mains. Right. Okay. Right. But they still are some and, on the beach. And there's never been a whole lot of 30s and 35s at Paul Mains. Not a whole lot. No, no. But there used to be a lot of 30s and 35s down the beach. And I've almost wondered if a if a 40-pound kingfish will eat a 6-pound kingfish. And I wonder if that's it what that was all will. about. Sure, sure. Well, I wouldn't doubt it. You know, I'd... I'd, I always equate it to our blue water fishing in grunts. I'm telling you, when we first started taking small boats to 21 fathoms, once you crossed George 100 feet, you never, ever caught another grunt. grunt. Never. Right. Yeah. And now there's grunts all up and down the ledge. Yep. And I'm convinced that that's a predator uh, situation. Well, that's a lack of grouper situation. Lack of grouper, lack of amberjack, lack of, mm-hmm. you know, everything. I'm uh, A grunt stood no chance of survival in 21 Fathoms when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. But uh, so I think it, I, I think it, you can almost equate it the same thing. I'm not sure a, a, a small king, a six pound king, stood much of a chance swimming around the red tops when, when we were kids. I know if you hook one and bring it to the boat and you rehook him and put him out for bait, he didn't stand much of a chance around an amberjack either. <laughs> well, no, yeah, we know that. I mean, not that we ever did that. No, but no. But, but let me tell you something, and there are guys on that subject, Roger, there are guys that when when we were growing up that that don't often get their 
their uh, get credit. But we had guys back then that were just so far ahead of their times; it was ridiculous. You, you look about at Ray Blackmore. Yeah, it's exactly who I, I, I think was we gave of. him. We named a reef after him. So. <laughs> well, we did. We did. Do That's that. pretty good there. But, but if good. you think about it, Ray Blackmore was rigging kingfish when none of us would have ever oh, yeah. dreamed of it. Yeah. Absolutely. You know. But anyway, we're gonna get out of here for a break. When we get back, give us a call at four four eight zero nine thirty. More Florida Sportsman Magazine live right after this. Now back to Florida Sportsman Magazine Live, right here on Sports Radio 930 and SportsRadio 930.com. And we are back. Let's go to the phones. Go to Don. Don, good morning. Good morning. What what is going How's on going, in beautiful St. Augustine? Beautiful day in beautiful St. Augustine with a lot of fish. Yeah, a lot Ooh. of fish. What uh we hear that the trout have started biting the bigger trout. You got the trout have started biting. The uh, have yep. you done? Have you fished them? Uh, we got some four pounders. That's nice. Nice fish. That's oh, a nice good fish. fish but, you know, not that seven, eight, nine pounder. So, oh, well, they're there. They're, they're they'll be hitting them soon. Yeah, you got to get them in quick though. Them bluefish will beat them in half. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now you that still, you that's still got true. the big blues. Oh yeah, I mean they're biting redfish in half. What? Yep. Really? Oh, really? I've never heard of that. I don't think that. I've ever seen that before. Yep, I've seen two of them this week where the redfish bite, you know, 17, 18-inch redfish bitten right in half. Holy smokes. Not only are they big, they got a bad attitude. <laughs> they do have it. Well, it's not a good time to go swimming naked right no. now. No. Oh, okay. I guess so. Roger, at our age, it's never a good time to go swimming <laughs> naked. <laughs> That's for sure. Okay. Okay. I don't think I can remember that far back. No, I know I can't. No, it was never a good idea for me. Yeah. I love it. A little weeble wobble there. Just okay. knock it off. Okay, 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 okay. Got some nice whiting biting. Uh, um, yeah. No real big ones, right? <laughs> well, I don't know. Some people are catching some. They seem to be doing uh, in the inlet there. right? Where there. Where right. are the big ones? Right going into Salt Run. They've been doing pretty right good. Right into Salt Run. Okay, how deep water? Oh, it's 20 foot. George, borrow my pen. Write this down. Okay. I, I don't what tide are they catching them on? I'm trying to get George. But, Don, we got a bet going on here between Roger and George for the biggest whiting. And, and my worst, we don't have a bet going my, on. My, my worst nightmare is Roger's winning. Okay, so Uh-oh. you got to help me out here. Okay, George has yeah, to You just look where the 10 boats are parked. You'll find them. Yeah. Okay, all right. Hey, do you think i got a chance of winning 31 and a half ounce, Seven, oh, yeah. 17 and a half uh, Okay. Inches. All right, Don, do you know the guys in the 10 boats? Some of them, yeah. I will pay cash for a 32-ounce <laughs> whiting, okay? okay. I will buy my way I'll, out of this one. I'll put it on our Facebook page. Please do. Please do, okay? Wanted, 32-ounce whiting. Love it. Love it. We'll pay cash in unmarked bills. Okay, I'll put it on there. All right. Okay. Uh, any blue water reports? It doesn't sound like it's been much. Not a whole lot, no. Yeah. Uh, you know, some of the boats did get out. They got some dolphin. Good. Mm-hmm. So one boat got 12. Good, good. Been a good handful of tuna, I know. Any, any size yeah. on the dolphin? They just bailers or gaffers or? Uh, you know, 10, 15. That's good fish. Mm-hmm. That's what. That's the ones I like to Perfect. catch. Perfect yep. size. That's the good eating ones. Yes, yeah. I agree. A dozen 12 to 15 is a good day for me. Mm-hmm. 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 Especially when you only keep 10. Uh, yeah. He caught a dozen. And the bottom fish as usual, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Is it is it been good or just the usual? Well, nobody's, you know, 
the big boats get out, but that's about it. Yeah, man. A lot went out today, so we'll yeah. have a better report. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, this has been some kind of some kind of winter though we came oh, off I'm of. Oh, I'm telling you. Man. Yeah, what happened to March? In like a lion, out like a lamb. No, right? that ain't happened, yeah, Cap. No. It's going to be 40 <laughs> on Monday, they tell me. Yep. Yeah. That ain't right. And the wind's going to blow 30 tomorrow. Yep. That'll pull the screens out of my and eye. So. Mm. <laughs> yep, yep, you're exactly yeah, right. Yeah. I had to chase them down during the hurricane. So. Did you really? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Took every one of them out. I had to chase them down in the yard. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was gusty without a doubt. Uh, how about the Pompano? Uh, few here and there. It's crazy. They should be here. This week, they should. Yeah. I think it's still, they're still a little south. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Finch has been catching them pretty good. How far south is he? I, you, know? you know, I don't know. I really don't. But he's got to be, obviously, down there. I would say. I thought he was down there off Flagler. Uh, I would, well, I would guess that he's at Crescent by now. Yeah. You get a little wave of them come through, you know. Yeah. But uh, nothing steady. Yeah, it's not steady and it's not numbers yet. So, that, so I agree with you. I've seen numbers in his cooler. You know, yeah, Facebook. but it won't be long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it won't I'm be sure long. I'm sure I'll know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plans will start disappearing. So. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, I saw a guy the other day on South Jacks Beach with uh, sand fleas, and first cast he caught one. I don't know what he ended up with. I didn't stick around, but he had a nice one. Hmm. Good so, deal. And so there's a few, and they've caught a few on the pier, too. Mm-hmm. When they had water under the pier. Yeah, I usually hear because Randy hits the beach every morning before he comes into work or something. So really, yeah. Well, he lives right there across from it. So. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. Ain't nothing wrong with that. No, that's real good. And, and now your pier, how how deep is it at the deep end of the pier down there? Right now, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd say 10, 15 feet. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. good. Okay. But yeah. guess where they're pumping all that sand from oh, out of the inlet? I know. <laughs> oh. Yep. Do guys ever kingfish off the end of your pier? Right. Uh, a lot. Some people do. They do. Okay. Yeah, they ever I've ca- never done it. But they ever catch one? Oh, yeah. Oh, good. Okay. Yep. Okay. That's interesting. But, yeah, they're pumping don't, all that sand right over there. Don't tell anybody yeah. about that spot, Ricky. <laughs> That's the old lighthouse spot, man. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, we used to uh, you know, uh, never. I mean, we never caught a fish there. <laughs> <laughs> we, used to, uh, we used to never catch a fish there. We used to never there. catch a fish there. Yeah, gotcha. All right. Listen, we really appreciate it. Thank you so okay, much. Okay, guys. Thanks yeah. a lot. Tell us where you are. Yeah. Okay, it's the Avid Angler, 2101 North Ponce de Leon. That's US 1, about a quarter mile south of 16, across the Hampton Inn. Okay, Don. Thank Excellent. you so much, Thank buddy. You Thank you, Don. Bye-bye. We appreciate it. All right, looking into next week's weather, Roger. Oh, Swami. What does next week's weather look like? Swami says Sunday take a nap. Yeah. Okay. Monday. Monday. Take a chill pill. (laughs) Yeah, probably. What's wrong with you guys? What? Okay, Monday Monday doesn't look that terrible. No, it's just going to be cool. cool, cool, Yeah, it's going to be a little bit cool. Yeah, okay. Tuesday, it lays a little bit. Wednesday looks very. No. Very fishable. Wednesday is the day. Okay. Thursday, Thursday is, is okay. Thursday's okay. Friday's nice. Yeah. I don't see all this horrible weather trouble you're talking about. But well, it's gonna oh, be th- oops. Wait a minute. Wrong buoy. Hold on. <laughs> Hold wrong on. buoy. Yep, wrong buoy. Okay. Tomorrow looks awful. Sunday looks at least as bad. <laughs> Monday Monday is not fishable. Tuesday 
maybe. Yeah, Tuesdays. When, Tuesday and Wednesday, Roger. And uh, yeah. look to me like they're going to be the days we can get Wednesday looks like the, the better of the days. Yeah, I think yeah. that's probably going to be it for offshore. I've written off sea bass season. It's over. It's over. Yeah, I thought we were going to have Now that they did. changed the season anyway. So. Well, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, <laughs> they're not here and they're not it, here. It, no, they're clearly not here. So mm-hmm. I don't. Um, the water is warming up. It's up to 68 degrees now on the beach. Is it? Yeah. Ooh. 68 is kind of a magic number for something. Yep. Mm. Yep. Mm. Show is. It show is. Uh, they have left the Cape. <clears throat> you know, right, like, we got a we got a question real quick before we get uh, out of here on, okay. the, on the text line. Okay, you guys did not elaborate on the dead rise, which is what I was trying to do. Is a sixty degree bow entry and a forty degree midships more important than twenty four degrees at the transom? Um, I I would say no. I think the transom dictates your ride more so. What do you think? I don't know, George. What do you think? Mm, that's a tough one. Hey, you know, I, when you started substituting letters for numbers, I failed. <laughs> <clears throat> I just uh, just stop it. I do like a twenty-four degree at the transom dead rise, but uh, yeah, nineteen degree at the bow, twenty-four at the turn. No, 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 no. You got it backwards. No, do I? Nineteen degree at the bow is like is like this. Right? Yeah, I want to cut, man. I want to cut. No, I don't. No, I don't agree with you. I want a bigger. I want a bigger dead rise at the bow, certainly. So, so she's she's gonna land. If if your boat's designed right, she's gonna land stern first, Roger. That's that's it. You're not gonna. Well, how about that boat the other day you were in? It didn't land stern first, <laughs> dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and to that company's credit, that <clears throat> boat is headed to the scrap heap to be destroyed. Wow. They're not even gonna try and tweak it. Could we so part bad. it out before they did it? You don't want it. Okay. I don't want it. I want the parts on it. No, no, no. I, I, and I, parts are not parts. I don't. I don't think you want anything to do with that one. You think so? No. Nope, nope. You turkey hunting this mm-hmm. week? I might. I need to because I'm going to be gone. I'm supposed to on Wednesday. Any word on how it's been? Uh, it's been a kind of mixed bag. It's been kind of slow. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ben's out there today. We'll see if he gets any, without a doubt. George, what do you think about offshore? I know you haven't been fishing out there, but what it's yeah, time of year. It's time of year. It's a really good time. The grouper ought to start biting pretty good. Uh, the weather's just been such a factor. Uh, the bee liners should start showing up even really better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like Rick's saying, the sea bass are starting to move out as the waters warms up. Sure, they, they go north. Up. Both of them are leaving. Bo- yeah. All both of them? Yeah, all both of them are leaving. <laughs> mm-hmm. George, mm-hmm. our grouper season sounds like it might be better. Uh, it does. It sure does. It sounds like we might be catching a few. Uh, um, and they're, they're, there's nothing better than a 15-pound grouper in 60 feet of water. I mean, that, nope. that'll Or in 45. That, yeah. Or in 45. Yeah. That'll, that'll get you, that'll get you even better. Yeah, yeah, it will. Guys, uh, the Cobia tournament has started. They haven't uh, really showed up here yet, but they're coming. They've left the Cape, and they are moving north. Excellent. All right, and as for us, we are going to be back next Saturday with another edition of Florida Sports Magazine Live. Until then, tight lines.